everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailfuzz TV. I am Peter, and I'm joined, as always, by Matt. Hey, what's up? And Connor's here as well. Yeah, that that was not quite as underwhelming as usual. I mean, it was still not as... It didn't have the same energy as Matt's introduction, uh, but... Yeah, yeah, but it, it wasn't as actively insulting. <laughs> Uh, I'll try for maybe I'm feeling New Year's resolution. Be nice to Connor. See how long that lasts. Ah, uh, yeah, but everyone knows New Year's resolutions don't last till the end of January. We're two weeks in. You couldn't hold it for ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like... Yeah, but by the time we get to the second comic, I'm sure I'm sure it'll be. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that was like me, like no more excessive sweets as I'm shoving another Rice Krispie treat into my mouth. <laughs> like, you know. That sounds like Marvel saying no more mutants and then like having new mutants like 10 minutes later. I know. I love that. I love they said no more mutants and then like three new Xbox launched. <laughs> uh, oh, it's great. It was no more mutants and then Disney bought Fox and they've got the, Fo- the X-Men race back so now yeah. all of a sudden there's going to be mutants everywhere. That, that, that said, uh, I'm reading an X-Book for the first time in a long time. Yes, and when so I am. I'm, so I'm, am I. I'm not mad. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. So... Hey, did, did you enjoy Phoenix Resurrection number three, Matt? So, I have no idea what's going on, but I'm liking what's going on. <laughs> oh, so, it's fun. No, I'm yeah. it. that, that's, that's not the one I've been reading, but yeah. okay. But I've also read the one you've been reading. You're catching up on all new Wolverine. Yeah, I read about ten issues earlier because yeah, I, cool. I was putting off reading Red. <laughs> Are you digging the second arc? I'm into like the third or fourth arc now. I think. Really? Yeah, because you what? got the first arc. Oh, the right, okay. Arc's the Civil War thing. Wait, oh, okay, I thought you meant 10 issues from the start. You meant 10 issues from where you were yeah. when you yeah, started yeah, today. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm what I thought, part. too. I just finished, like, 15 or 16. I really like the third arc, the, uh, the, 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 where you think she's killed it, like, all these people. Is that that one? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the one I'm just getting to the end of. Ah, okay, right, okay. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, we talk about DC Comics, though, on that show. <laughs> I love how we, do. we had that Marvel I, discussion. Fair, I'm not even sure we named the book on that one. <laughs> Uh, that was all new Wolverine, uh, just for the record. Uh, it's just fun. I just it amuses me. I don't mind a little bit of casual Marvel talk now and then, but it's just kind of funny we did that before I even said we talk about DC yeah, Comics yeah, on the show. We're getting it out of the way, so like, yeah. you know, okay, that's it. We're done for a month. And it's done. Although I actually did read another Marvel book this week, but I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. So anyway, what, what what is coming up on this week's show? Now, obviously, we have a bit of news this week. We have the the charts, the top ten is out as well, some figures, so I can make them guess a little bit. But the books coming up in this week's show are Detective Comics nine seven two, Action Comics nine nine five, Wonder Woman thirty eight, The Flash thirty eight, Mister Miracle number six, Supergirl seventeen, New Superman number nineteen. Uh, Superwoman number 18 came out, we've not spoken about that in a few months, uh, but I did go back and read the last few issues, because this is the final issue of the book, so I thought it was worth uh, having a little discussion about it, even if it is just me telling them what, what happened. <laughs> but, uh, and then also, Connor is going to complete his uh, monthly uh, requirement of Connor's Corner by reading Red Hood and the Outlaws number 14. And I never asked him before the show, so it, was, does Dexter saw in the art for that? It is not, no. Oh god, uh, the, one, the one week I didn't ask. Yeah, it it was uh, Joe Bennett. Joe Bennett, okay. Oh, oh I've hit caps lock by accident. This is all a disaster. Uh, okay. <laughs> no one else can even see it. No one cares that caps lock's on. But it annoys me. It, it, it annoys me so much. And in my soul. Have you ever heard of people that type with cap locks on and then hit shift for everything else? Oh, that's so weird. Oh, It's so weird. It goes against everything that, I that, learned. That's just wrong but the one that bothers me as well is when people turn on caps lock for like one letter mm-hmm. yeah and mm-hmm. instead of just, just hold shift don't press caps lock press the key and then caps lock again just stop it 
the home key system has been used forever for a reason. You know the home row? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. I don't. I, f- I feel like the people who do that though are the same ones who type like this. Yeah. Yeah, uh, for probably. the audio people, I'm I'm using one finger in each hand. Slowly. Yeah, pick <laughs> and pack. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not the best typist. I still have to look down to type, but you know, you got a reasonable rate. Is, yeah, yeah. I'm best with my thumbs though. Like <laughs> what? But I'm terrible at fat thumbing. Like, like he means on, on a phone. Oh right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Like, I'm great. <laughs> I was trying. Yeah, I use thumbs. I mean, obviously use it for the space bar and stuff, but like yeah, yeah. but yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, you, uh, you guys have seen some of my more embarrassing mess up on autocorrect. So oh, there's been some fun ones, yeah, some fun, yeah. fun ones. Some, uh, some, some deciphering. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's sometimes you won't even realize you made a mistake, and we'll, we'll sit be and be confused for like hours, and then finally say, "Matt, what the hell were you talking about?" He's like, "What do you, what do you oh, mean? Yeah. What was I talking about?" And then he'll go check what he said. He's like, "Oh, right, okay, that makes no sense. Yep. What's, what's written uh-huh. there?" Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, uh, before we talk about DC stuff, I, I, I did read another Marvel book, which I think I'll briefly mention, just for the the, the, the giggles of it. So, Avengers is having a 16-issue arc, right? Is this the weekly one? Yeah. Yes. Well, it's not the main Avengers book, but yes, it's, it's went weekly for these 16 issues. So, it's going to be four months of just pumping them out, right? And it's three writers. Wade's one of them, I think... Uh, uh, Ewing, I think. Ewing and Zub, I would say? Zeb? Zub? Yeah, Zub. Yeah, Zub. Zub. Uh, Zub. But they, they, so they're writing it, and it's called No Surrender. And you know what? Like because they're kind of teasing this at the end of an era, and there's all these rumors of Aaron taking over Avengers soon. Like I feel like that's probably going to build up to that. Like, this is this is all going to build up to the big changes. So I got curious. I thought, okay, I'll read it. Whatever issue it was, six something, six seven five or something like that. Uh, it's hard to remember the numbers when they're up that high. But yeah, so it's basically just a plot about how the Earth gets stolen by someone or something and a lot of the heroes magically get put on pause they're all kind of frozen still but there's some that aren't frozen still and they're trying to figure out what's going on the the, the real comment i want to make about this though is that it does that thing at the end of the book where you get a big sort of a uh, reveal of someone returning i won't spoil who or anything like that but mm-hmm. it's some, some there's a big splash page at the end of this character's appeared and i'm like who the hell is this yeah your your comment on facebook was like why am I supposed to care about this person? And then I just took that as you going like, oh, I don't know Marvel. I don't know who this person is. So I did some digging and there's like, well, yeah, no one's supposed to know who this person is. Yeah, it's is. a mystery. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's intentionally a mystery who this person is. Yeah. But the thing is, what would have helped so much is if another character on the page went, yeah. who's that? That would have told me that and I'd have been like, fine. Yeah. But no, no, no. I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to know who this is. So I'm like, you know, digging yeah. up the internet. Like, okay, who is this person? Yeah. And We're going uh, back and forth talking about it. Yeah. I'm sharing Reddit links to things. <laughs> it was a full conspiracy, like, for ten minutes. It was great. Uh, it didn't make me not want to read the next one, though. I was still curious yeah. enough. I'll, I'll give it another try. We'll, we'll see well, how it goes. But. It, would, it would help if they made it clear that Legacy was a jump-off. So, they kept saying, like, Legacy's not Rebirth. Legacy's not Rebirth, right? But if you're going to... If different books are going to pick up different threads from that one book, then it kind of was like Rebirth, right? Like... Yes, but not as good. Yeah, not in quality. No, but of yeah. course, I'm not, I'm not talking quality, right? But I'm talking like as a story initiative. You know what I mean? Uh, and they kept fighting it. So when this picks up on a thread from that book that maybe people that don't normally read Marvel would have had read, mm. it would have been nice that Legacy was like a branding. But it 
was just really yeah. renumbering. Which, to be fair, you know I mean? that this mystery character was briefly set up in that legacy one shot, which exactly. I never read. So, right. <laughs> so, and the only reason I knew about is because of my deep dive onto Reddit to find out who this person yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know. so yeah. I mean, the first one it was just all a setup issue. It was all the big action of like basically as the Earth gets moved, there's all these earthquakes and stuff. So all the heroes are flying around trying to save people and stop things. Yeah. It's just an action issue. It was okay. It was fine. I'll, I'll see how it goes next issue. Um, and you go on. There's there's two wasps running around though. That's confusing me. I don't, I don't know. If, uh, they've got the same last name, so I assume the other one is the daughter. But like I, I mean, who knows? Jeez. Marvel knowledge not as strong as the DC knowledge. I'll make that clear. Can't help you on that one. Uh, but hey, so oh, as a, uh, also I'll mention briefly. I won't talk about it this week. I'll maybe wait till next month and talk about the new issue. But I did catch up in Titans as well this week, just for the record. Okay. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll I, talk about that next time. I, I, I caught up on that. I read the last arc of uh, Hal Jordan and uh, oh, got oh. very confused by a wrestling joke that went on for about a page. <laughs> and I was like, guys, what's this? You know, the only thing I want to say about Titans actually is that the newest issue, this week's issue, uh, didn't have Brett Booth on art because he happened to be on another book that we are covering today. So more on that later. But I got excited okay. for that Titans issue because I was like, wait a minute, if he's on this book, then surely he's not done another book this week. And like, sure enough, yeah, well, Titans is someone else. This is such a nice, nice, nice surprise. But more on that when we get to it. So, uh, to kick off the show properly, and let's get to some to some charts and news. We have a couple of things to talk about. So I will do, do, do the charts first. Uh, before I get to the top ten, the old market share. Uh, a good month for DC was December. Because not only did it get the unit share like it did last month, it also got the dollar share this time. Uh, dollar share for DC was 34.54% and the unit share was 37.65%. So, uh, I mean, the number itself doesn't matter that much. The, the, the point is that it beat Marvel in both <laughs> categories. That's the, that's the point. Well, and it's over a third, too. Yeah, yeah that's true. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, and obviously, Marvel's two and Images three and IDW Dark Horse, and you know, it's, it's the exact order you expect after that. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, maybe you'd expect Dark Horse above IDW. I don't know, but <laughs> it's not that. No, not, I mean, I... not not with the bare minimum of things that they've been putting out. There's like one or two books a week True. at most. Okay. A few years ago, you'd expected Dark Horse to be over IDW. Well, yeah. I mean, as a joke, that's where their name came from. You know, they were the Dark Horse compared to yeah. the big two, uh, and yeah. now. I, I feel like with the Disney assuming all of their properties, they just took Conan. They're probably already taking Alien, Predator, yeah. and that, no, that, that's the thing. Conan is is relevant to this show because it's actually got that yeah. Conan Wonder Woman book going on at the that's minute. That's true. So yeah. um, say goodbye to those crossovers. Yeah. No, to yeah. be fair, when I say it's just they've just announced they're taking Conan. It doesn't actually go into effect until like January, I ne- think, next, next year. January, yeah. But. Yeah, but the same difference. I, I feel like Dark Horse can seize what Image is doing and kind of become creator owned. I mean, you don't have Brian Wood doing stuff over there, yeah. you know, with Rebels and Briggs Land and I think Lemire you, with Black Hammer. You got Lemire, so, you got Wood, and then you get Hellboy and the BRPD yeah. stuff. That's basically yeah. going to have to build their, their company on yep. going forward. And, and I think that's that's not a bad way to start off. Like, you can, you know, refresh that way and you oh, have yeah. to rely on. I mean,. And I feel like that's why IDW does so well is because they have a lot of those co-branded License, properties. Yeah. yeah, the licenses. Yeah. They, don't, they don't have many original no. content. Well, no. I mean, maybe they do, and I'm just completely blanking on it. But I, I, I mean, Lock and Key's IDW, so that's original. Turtles, I mean, that wasn't originally them, but it, I mean, it was a comic first, so it's 
it's a, it's a yeah, murky one. It's murky. It's not it, licensed. It kind of got it through that. But, yeah, yeah. But it's it's not like based or connected to something else. Like it's doing its own. Yeah, yeah, and it's the original creators as well that are on it for the most part. So yeah, but I, I mean, all you know, I think Transformers is them, isn't it? Like that's a huge one yeah. for them. Oh, yeah, Transformers. They used to do, uh, or, or they do Sonic now, but they, it was used to be Archie, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. They do, they do Ghostbusters, I think. They do Ghostbusters. Uh, I never read the actual Ghostbusters book, but the Ghostbusters Turtles crossover was a fun little read. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do. Um, Star Trek books and Doctor Who books. That, that's that's they how you do. And, and they actually do the Dread books for the US as well. Uh, oh, cool. Well, it's not even... It's not just that they publish them, though. They actually have their own original Dread series that they put out. Yeah, everywhere. yeah, that's what I mean. That, that, yeah. That's what I was referring to. They have that, yeah. the, the Dread license, yeah. weirdly. Uh, so that's the whole thing. But, uh, all right, so top 10, though. Top 10 books. Um, so first question I'll ask, how many in the top 10 do you think are DC? Seven. Matt? Six. It's actually five. It's a split, straight fifty-fifty split this month. Uh, cool. So maybe that's interesting. What do you think is number one? Batman. Doomsday Clock. Corrigus Point. It's Doomsday Clock number two. And I guess I, I, there was I, Nolan Tickler this time because it's just one entry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. two. Yeah. There's two no covers, but, they, but there's two different covers. They kept, they kept yeah. the variants as the same book. Uh, yeah. But yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I did see a tweet from Sean Murphy about Batman White Knight appearing. Mm. I think he said it was at number six. All right, yeah, you got that right. But, Batman but White the, Knight. The, the thing that he was tweeting is, uh, what a weird state of the industry where his book of you know on White Knight, this out of continuity, just, you know, strange little story is appearing above Spider-Man. And I went, it's like, well, yeah, that's because people are just bored of slot. Hey, yeah. th- there's other things that are more impressive that are above Spider-Man. Oh, I'm sure there are. Because uh, but... at least that's still a mainly Batman. That's still B- Batman in the title, right? Yeah. Uh, so that leaves three DC books. Does it? Oh, no, sorry, there's six DC books. I'm, yeah. ta- I'm talking Oh, crap. so Matt got it right. Oh, Matt so got it right. freaking nailed it. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> yeah, six. For the sorry. record, six. I don't look at this stuff before because numbers Oh, no, yeah. I, I don't either. I just happened to see a tweet. But... And, uh, no, and I know, but I'm just saying the fact that this. I nailed it. Peter messing yeah. up the lists. I think I think he has to take that list master credit out of his Twitter. That wasn't messing up a list. That was messing up math. Messing up math. Messing up math. That was messing up English. That that last one. Uh, okay, so so we've got four DC books left. Right. Two two Batman issues. Four and five are Batman. Thirty six and thirty seven. Quite correct. So we got two two to go. Yep, two to go. So what's the next popular? Uh, I think I think one of them is Mister Miracle. Uh, nope. Okay. Oh, uh, metal. One ah, there you go. Books. Number number two is metal. Number four. That is correct. Yeah. Which leaves? So, could it be the 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 metal tie-in Hawkman yep. found? That is correct. That is number nine. So a so book it's... titled Hawkman was above yep. Spider-Man <laughs> in the top ten. <laughs> just just I, I know it's tied to an event. I know it's a, a Batman-themed event, but still. Hawkman is above Spider-Man in this. Yeah, top but 10. Batman literally does not appear in that book. No, he doesn't. So, no. yeah. So yeah, he's not in the title either. That's uh-huh. true. It's not. Uh, there might be a bat logo behind the metal logo. I'm not sure. Yeah. On the cover, well, I feel like the, I feel like there might be like a sort of bat logo in there, but it doesn't really matter. Anyway, uh, so 
hey, if they end up do giving Lemire an ongoing Hawkman book, uh, I, I'm I'm game for it. I'll say that at the yeah. very least. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, number one is Doomsday Clock. Number two is Dark Knight's Metal. Number four. Number three is Phoenix Resurrection. Number one. Hey, we read that, Matt. Uh, so that's there. Yeah. Uh, Batman 36 and 37 at 4 and 5. Number 6 is White Knight, number 3. 7 is Amazing Spider Man slash Venom, Venom Inc. Alpha, issue 1. What a horrible title. <laughs> Sorry, that was one thing. That was one thing. Oh, good lord. I'll repeat that just for, just, for, just for the people in the back. Amazing Spider Man slash Venom, colon, Venom Inc. Alpha, issue 1. <laughs> I get it. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, it was five dollars as well for the record. Uh, number eight is Marvel Two and One Issue One. That was the you know the uh, it was just Johnny Storm and the thing uh, from the yeah, Fantastic yeah. Four. Uh, Hawkman found number one at number nine, and then number ten is Amazing Spider Man Seven Nine Two. So that's your top ten for December. Uh, so there you go. That's it. Actually, uh, uh, graphic novels, I suppose. Top ten graphic novels are there as well. I'll just briefly mention these. I'll make you guess because obviously there's a bunch of. Is Walking Dead back in it yet? Uh, is there any Walking Dead? Is, is it for the for the Christmas purchases? I mean, it's December. Uh, there is zero Walking Dead on this top ten. Shocked. Yeah. Uh, what do we have? In terms of DC, uh, I'll just go through them order. I'll, uh, number one, Saga Volume Eight. So Saga always does well in trade. Makes, Makes sense. sense. Yeah. Uh, number two is War of Jokes and Riddles. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Star Wars Volume Six is number three. Uh, then four is Detective Comics Volume Four, Deus Ex Machina. Uh, so that, that's cool. Uh, Black Hammer Volume 2 is number 5. Justice League v Suicide Squad is number 6. That is not... Mm, well, actually, no, the trade might be new because it was a hardcover first. That might be a new trade. Might yeah. be, yeah. Yeah, because it released that later. Uh, number 7, because Bat... Bat? Matt, I'm, I can't speak today. Because Matt bought a million copies by himself is Shirtless Bear Fighter. <laughs> I did it. I did it. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to need some financial help, so I'm going to start a GoFundMe. Uh, yeah, maybe you could just resell these copies of Shirtless Bear Fire. Sign them from the bear. Uh, I could, but then they wouldn't be mine, so... I conundrum. Just... Seriously, how many... Like, did you buy, like, 500 copies? Like, what... <laughs> no, I'm telling you, it's a good book! Like, it's fun! <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, number eight is Deadly Class Volume Six. Number nine is Venomverse. So keep that in mind. Venomverse is already out in trade, and I've got another Venom event starting to cross over. You know, up in the top ten. They really 10. can't help themselves, can they? Venom yeah. this, Venom that, Venom everything. Uh, and then uh, number ten is Rick and Morty Volume Six, which is doing very actually. Uh, Big Bang Comics on uh, Twitter, the uh, Irish comic shop. They put out their uh, they're a really good on Twitter. If, you, if you're interested in what sells at comic shops, they always put out nice little best of lists at the end of the week to say what sold the most. They're really interesting to follow if you want to check them out. Uh, but they did a top 100 graphic novel sales for the store for the whole of 2017, and like every volume of Rick and Morty was on that list. Like Rick and Morty's like uh, one of them placed at, at number one. I believe. Yeah, I, I don't know what volume it was. It may have been like volume two or three or something like that. But like, yeah. it's like. Man, Rick and Morty's doing well in the comic shops. This is yeah. It's 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 interesting to see the trade market how different. It's like I was um, uh, I think it was Kieran Gillen. I think it might have been his newsletter that I get, I get emailed to me every so often. Mm. And um, he was talking about the the new trade of Wicked and Divine is out this week, I think, or next week. And uh, he was talking about how the sales, just the immediate sales of it, are on par, like al- almost you know within like a couple of hundred of the singles both physically and digitally combined of what they expect for a monthly sales is is what they get wow. in the first month of the trades almost exactly 
Hmm. So their their audience is split completely fifty fifty. It's it's crazy to think of it like that. That's interesting because I typically would think something like that would be higher in trade. From any yeah. like one of those. Because, yeah, yeah, but I think I think we're overlooking the digital sales, which we never see. That, that's true. That's absolutely true. Uh, because I'm all digital, but even I, for most image books, tend to wait for trades. Just because I feel like I'm keeping up to date in so many superhero books, especially when I'm you know dipping into a couple of Marvel as well, on top of all my DC books that. It's just easier to wait for trades and the the non superhero stuff, but uh, and and it rarely places you know overly highly in the uh, you know the the top lists that we get from Diamond. Yeah. So I assume it sells amazingly digitally. Just that I have to because I know it sells well in in stores. Well, well, yeah. Let's assume it's a fifty fifty split, which it probably isn't, but maybe it is. Maybe we're at a point where some books are fifty fifty between digital and physical. It Maybe I think I think there are certain books though, like like that sort of book where it will sell better digitally because it has a appeal to a market that often isn't in a comic store for you know they're, they're not necessarily going in <laughs> yeah. no, 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 they're, they're, they're not going in for superhero books so they'll get the you know a lot of these image titles but a lot of them will just get them digitally because it's like okay well that's easier for them uh, people people like Matt scale them off or get out of the shop was, don't you do it. He's, he, he, he just stands there with his big shirts saying, I hate hipsters, and he just stands at the door like a bouncer, stopping them from getting in. <laughs> I was, I was know, refraining it, from using the word itself. Uh, yeah. My shop owner told me to stop, but I told him he can't. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm just like... Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm poking fun, but I, I, I love tons of image books. Like, I'm not... Uh, oh, so, do, so do I, yeah. but I, I'm also not here saying, like, superheroes are better, and if you don't think that then oh yeah absolutely. Like, like, like what you like we could joke that said yeah. if you're watching this show then you probably like dc comics <laughs> so yeah, exactly so but, but I, yeah. I hate anybody that has that superiority complex when it comes to stuff that they like it's just like okay there's room for everything guys like let's let's stop uh, I, I think ultimately anyone who says superhero comics are meaningless because some people do they'll be like no no you know mm-hmm. they, they don't count if, if they can you know read mr miracle just for example, because that's out here t- this week, mm-hmm. and tell me that superhero comics are meaningless. I, I yeah, don't yeah, shit, understand yeah. these people. Uh, I mean, yes, it's, 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 I mean, that's a whole debate for its own discussion. I mean, we could talk about that for hours, probably. So. I'm, I'm sure we will at some point. So, yeah, so, so a, bit, a bit of news before we move on to the books itself. So the news we have, we have a couple of, one little tidbit. Now, admittedly, it's worth mentioning DC themselves have not actually said this yet. They have not confirmed this. However, uh, it was comicbook.com uh, to have a very annoying anti-ad block thing going on. Oh, they do, don't they? It is the most annoying thing ever. And I, w- I don't mind turning the ad block off for, for websites. If, like, yeah, I mean, obviously they have to make their money. That's how they function. Blah, 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 blah. The problem with comicbook.com is, is when you turn off the ad block in comicbook.com is you get so many pop-up videos and shit playing all over the place. It is so yeah. infuriating. Like, don't 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 make me feel bad for turning turning ad block on if you're going to cover your website in auto playing videos. Auto playing videos are the plague of the internet. Anyway, rant over. Uh, anyway, so comicbook.com. Uh, apparently, got the inside scoop uh, that the first Bendis written DC book. Now, this is not a big story because it is just like a backup, but it does kind of lead into what we're all thinking he's going to be doing when he does get a full book. Uh, he's going to be apparently be doing a backup with Jim Lee on Action Comics One Thousand. Uh, which feels kind of a natural place to sort of like just sort of slip him in uh, for a little thing before he takes on something full time. I, I will say there is an element of like, man, he must have an ego on him now because his first ever DC book, the first thing they hand him to write something for, 
Action Comics 1000, here you go. I, I, I get it, but this yeah. is where there's going to be a lot of backups, I imagine. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, I'm, 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 this is really bad, but I'm kind of hoping that, you know how, oh, there's the rumours, oh, he was taking Superman or Action Comics, there was mm. a bit of unclear as to which. I really hope there was some mixed signals and it was just this, and it was like, and he, he's got something completely different lined up for us. Connor, after. shut up. Yeah, we, Don't we, put that out there. Two thirds of us are quite happy for him to take on a Superman book. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I just... so that, that said, it's it's DC and DC this weekend, so maybe maybe we'll get some official confirmation. Eh, uh, yeah, they, they, they could do. They could do. Uh, in fact, the next bit of news comes out of that, but we'll get to that in a yeah. second. Um, now we also have a Bendis story, obviously. Lee. Sorry, I just want to touch on that real quick. Bendis no? and Lee on Superman. That blows my mind. <laughs> I want to touch on this real quick. It blows my mind. Right, I'm done. He <laughs> uh, said it was quick. <laughs> no, I'm not even moving on from that. I, I was just going to say the other stories that are in it. We know there's one from Jurgens, obviously. Uh, there's one from Tomasi and Gleason. Uh, so they're both like Superman book writers, or you know, or all three. Yeah. You know what I mean? Are coming together for stories. Um, I imagine there might be a few more. I, I, I see this being a ten dollar book that's about a hundred pages or something like that. Yeah, well, we'll find fine. out in a in a week or two. Yep, that'll be in the April solicits. Uh, so. Uh, I, I did joke when I found out Lee was doing a story that they delayed Action Comics 1000, not for the reasons they said, but just because Lee was behind on his 10 pages. Mm-hmm. Do you know, if we get the <laughs> if we get them early on the, the Friday, like we often do, I imagine Action 1000 will be in the early bunch. We should have it for next week's oh, episode. I, I imagine, yeah, they'll, they'll do that at its own news story. Yeah. It's, it's a big sort of thing. They'll make a big announcement. Uh, I, I see that being a thing. Uh, in fact, they might not even have anything else new for April, just because they want that to have the complete spotlight. No, yeah, they might. They might. I can see that happening. So, so, uh, so that was that. Uh, the other thing, of course, was the book that was announced out of DC and DC, uh, which is going on right now. There's actually a live stream today with uh, various panels on at different times. Uh, you know, focusing on various things. I, I, I saw some images from. I think it was the. I don't know what the name of it was, but it was like it was like female creators that do DC comics, and then a lot of the female cast members of the CW shows, uh, mm. doing a panel, uh, and talking about stuff. There was lots of quotes about Wonder Woman that hit on Twitter. Like they were, they were all talking about how good the movie was at this panel. Uh, so they're doing a bunch of stuff like that. Uh, but the the announcement is that John Ridley, who is the the writer of Twelve Years a Slave, is actually going to do a limited series for DC Comics. It's called The Other History of the DC Universe. And the the I'll, I'll read the thing, but the, the gist I'm getting from it is that it's going to be like major events in DC's past, like in canon, sort of through the lens of all these di- other characters, these these diverse characters that uh, maybe have a different perspective on it. But here's the, here's the official uh, blurb: Dubbed the other history of the DC universe, this limited series will center on heroes from various marginalized groups in the DCU. Be they racial minorities, members of the LGBT community, or even aliens. The main cast will include Green Lantern John Stewart, Extrano, Vixen, Supergirl, Katana, and Renee Matoya. Uh, Ridley's story will re-examine the key events from DC lore from the perspective of these characters and chronicle their respective struggles to embrace their true selves. So, uh, and the only thing we know about it right now is that it's coming winter 2018. It doesn't list any artists, we don't know how many issues it'll be, but cool all the same. Uh, actually, that sounds like a really cool idea. I could have sworn you said mm-hmm. you, you, I could have sworn you started that description saying it was a twelve issue series. I definitely did not. No, twelve uh, years a slave. Maybe that's yeah, where, I'm that's where you're getting mind. twelve from. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just, I was just like, oh, what? My mind is not working clearly. No, nah, no, no issue counting yet. But uh, actually, I think this is a pretty cool idea. I, I think yeah, this is a, 
a cool thing to do on its own. Obviously, you've got a good writer doing this, even if he's not typically someone who's done comics. Uh, oh, he's done much. some stuff for DC before. He has done some stuff, but you don't yeah. think of comics when you th- think of them. No, no, no. But uh, at least he's he's not completely fresh. He's worked in the medium before. Yeah, uh, it's pr- it's pretty cool, and uh, I I think it's an interesting cast as well. Uh, yeah. I know people will be like, "Oh, Montoya's going to get a, a kind of starring role in this," and you know, uh, you know, characters like that who, who maybe haven't had the spotlight for a while. So that's pretty cool. What's your thoughts, Matt? You'd be very quiet over there. Nothing. I just I don't want to step on anything you were saying. That's all. No, I'm excited. I like Ridley. So uh, I wanted to check out his miniseries that was out, but I realized it was the second part of a, a miniseries he started years ago, uh, the American Way. Mm. Uh, so I'm so I'm so waiting on that to all be collected so I can pick them up and check it out. Hmm. But yeah, no, this is exciting. Everyone knows how much I love the history of the DCU. So the fact that we're gonna get you know this side view of it is pretty cool. Joe, you know, you know I like it about this. I like that maybe you know during these eras where maybe some of these classic events happened that this wasn't necessarily a prime concern with the writers at the time. It was just you know they were just characters yeah. who were around. But he's yeah. going to go back through it and kind of like make something out of them. Say, okay, what's the perspective of the people who were kind of ignored almost, where it didn't really matter what they thought at the time? And you know, I feel like uh, this is an interesting way to sort of re- look back at the the history and kind of celebrate these characters in a, an interesting way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm thinking like if Supergirl's one would be like, is it the death and return of Superman from her point of view? You know? Yeah, maybe yeah, that'd be maybe one for her. Maybe, I mean, maybe if each issue is like each character focused, and you get like, yeah. you know, this is John Stewart's perspective on this particular event. Maybe, yeah. maybe parallax and all that stuff, or something like that. Or, yeah, uh, yeah. It's really, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty exciting. I don't, I don't know. Some of the others, I'm going. All right, what story? Because you know, like those are maybe some of the easier ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Montoya could be No Man's Land and Cataclysm, yep. that kind of era. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely. exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah. Well, that's not like Vixen though. I don't know. But maybe that'll be part of the fun is seeing what he, he plucks yeah. out has from the yeah, history. I mean, she's been hit or miss part of the Justice League, so we could see That's true. these different major events. Yeah. Hmm. No, it's pretty cool. So, um, uh, that, that's the news. That'll take us on. That'll take us on to books. Yeah. So we'll start off then, of course, with Detective Comics 972, James Tenney in the fourth, and Miguel Madoncha on art. Uh, next part of, of course, the fall of the Batman. We ended the last issue with Clayface coming after Batman and Arkham. He's been kind of broken and beaten down to turn evil and psychotic, and he's coming after the Batman. And uh, this issue is essentially a horror issue, where Clayface mm-hmm. is this monster. The Batman's fighting, he's trying to talk sense into him, and it's not quite working. There's some cool cameo stuff at the start, where Batman gets knocked into like, the uh, the evidence room, or the, you know, the, the, yeah. the personal items room in Arkham. Uh, but uh, it kind of kind of beats Clayface to an extent, but Clayface is just kind of faking so he can go after the Belfry. So it's like, hey, Clayface is coming. Everyone brace yourself. So everyone's kind of trying yeah. to prep for it. Well, it's it's all stuff like being part of Batman's team empowered Clayface into this new version where he's not just this big hulking monster. He has all these fun little tricks. Yeah, so they taught whole, him too much. Yeah. Yeah, and so... This whole thing of him fighting Batman, it's never Clayface, it's a copy. And it's just as powerful as Basil, as Basil's making a break for the Belfry. Yeah, and even just the simple idea of that he's learned to hide in the the sewer stream so that it doesn't seem coming. Or when, I I get that it's supposed to be the bell in the, 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 the actual thing in the bell. What do you call it? The The Belfry. No, in the the middle of a bell. Yeah, that hits the side of the bell. Yeah. 
Bolt Hammer, or I don't know that's called. What do you call it? I don't know. I'm sure there's a name music for man. It. What's it called? Well, that Who gives a shit about bells? <laughs> Christmas <laughs> does. Santa, Jingle true. bells. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is this is. Yeah, I don't like Christmas though, do I? So. Oh, come on. Anyway, I, I will be honest though. When he comes down and he's clearly meant to be that and hiding, he looks like a big giant sperm when he's coming down for the bell. I'm not gonna lie. That's the first thing that popped out of my head. Yeah, that looks more like a wrecking ball. But I guess that's you know. I guess. What would what would Freud say about us? That you thought he looked like sperm, I thought he looked like a wrecking ball. No, because it was the face. It reminded me of like cartoons to teach you about sex ed, and the, the, yeah. the, you have the little sperm with the face on it. That's what it reminded me of. Anyway, there we go! Yay! <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So this is all happening. He's fighting all the various family members, and you're just waiting for him to get to Cass. You're just waiting for that yeah. moment because you know that's what's going to kind of stop the the mm. onslaught. And even before, like, actually, when when she's watching the security footage earlier on, and she's like, can we please help him? Like, you know, yeah. she's, she's concerned that's, about him. That's so, probably my favorite moment of the issue, not, not to tip too far ahead, just because do you have Tim and Stephanie arguing about the different methods, right? And mm-hmm. she's just there going, like, this is our friend. You guys are going on him like he's a project, but... I care about him. Oh uh, yeah, no. The the, the moment yeah. of the issue is absolutely her just going, you know, make him better, please. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh I I really like the by the way, the variant cover in this one's really nice, by the way. Yeah, the, the Albuquerque one. Yeah. It's also more reflective of the issue. I mean, I know Batwoman does get this gun in the issue, but she never actually assembles it or no, aims it at anyone. Yeah. Like I I'll forgive I'll forgive the issue cover right because covers often don't actually line up with what's in the book however even the text in this one says will she take the shot she will, never will she even... pull the trigger or will she pull the trigger yeah whatever it was but the point being is she's never even in a position where she could pull a it trigger it does feel like it should be the the cover for the next issue doesn't it it, it does yeah i wonder if well, there was a mistake somewhere because jacob because kane even tells her you know here you can use this and i know you're probably going to make it you know not lethal with your little batch and anything but mm. here you go it's out of my hands now. So I wonder if it's going to play into the whole Tim theory. Well, yeah, because Tim, Tim's concerned that whatever Kate's going to do soon that's going to splinter the family, uh, this is going to be it. He starts to be concerned of that. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see if that, that plays out. And given that the, the, the arc is called The Fall of the Batman, I mean, <laughs> I mean sure, although I don't want the team to disband, though, admittedly. I want the whole team to no. no. Honestly, my biggest problem with Detective at the minute is is Tim. I'm, I was so happy to have him back, but this is it's, it's such this... this it's not Tim. No, it's, it's, he's it's, so it's, broody. Yeah, I don't like it. it. But I like the fact that it's in stark contrast because Clayface brings it up. No, like, that's it. I, I get it, but yeah. I was looking forward to having Tim back for just, just a bit before I mean, this stuff. It, I, I, man. I don't think it's a mistake, though. I think it is intentionally he's yeah. in this bad place. It's not oh, like... I get it. Yeah. I get it. It's just it's just disappointing as when Tim's my favourite. Uh, he's oh, not even I... in my top three of the characters in the book, so I'm 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 doing okay. Yeah, well, yeah, well screw you. I just <laughs> I just like how Clayface calls him out, and he he calls out each member of the team, and he's not wrong. You know, he's gotten yeah. in, gotten to know them. Uh, and... Wrecking Ball Clayface, by the way, maybe my favorite yeah. Clayface. Yeah, I pretty cool. Clayface. Uh, I like that. I like the art actually overall because one of the th- I mean the art's been decent, but we've been complaining about how Clayface looks. I like how Clayface typically looks in this, especially now that he's more horrific yeah. and horrified. Yeah, yeah. It d- d- does some inventive stuff as well. Yeah, you know, with it with it changing into the you know the, the the three villain heads as well at that point. Ah, that's really cool. He's like, oh, you're Rogues Gallery Batman, and he's like, you know, Joker, Penguin, and Two Face. They're, they're coming out of his back because he's still uh, yeah. older Tim. 
Yeah. And then out of his back pops up their heads, and it's just like, oh, that looks it, great. It's proper like Cronenberg sort of body horror. Body horror, yeah. It's just really cool. Well, it, it reminded me of the thing more than anything. Oh yeah. Just no, with, that's, that's a good comparison. You know, walking around, but but I like what he said to Batman, where he's like, oh, so what? You're gonna rehab Two Face, Joker, Riddler next? Like, are they your next project? Two Face is Two Face is doable. He's done it before. Uh, we, had a, we had a whole thing with Riddler as well before the new Fifty Two. Yeah. Oh, sure. Where, yeah, sure. he was do- he was running his detective agency, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think Harvey Dent's more ingrained in that he can possibly be redeemed because he's That's, still kind of yeah, in yeah. there. Uh, and Riddler's had that one thing. Uh, jo- oh, I mean, Joker. Well, I mean, I, I wonder could could that be a hint? You know, because you know, we've we've done some Harvey Dent stuff. We've done the Riddler stuff. Is this a, uh, maybe when we finally get to this, you know, oh, three yeah, Joker stuff? This has put Clayface in my top Batman villains. Just based off of this issue, I mean, oh. he was—he was already, he was already building there because of of the goodwill that Tinian's built with him. That's true. The mud face stuff and the compassion, but he's a three dimensional character. Finally, he is unlike some of the other Bat villains. He has risen through the Bat villain ranks certainly. Although that said, it's weird because I don't even necessarily think him as a villain right now. I think him of his, no. his allies, which is insane. Uh, yeah. I don't want to say rogue though because it's a Flash thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, the but it, so. But but yeah, he's so dangerous, and but at the same time, he's the most human out of all of them. Yet he's this big monster because Doctor October is talking about you know this is his mental state. Like if we hit him with the cure, he could be stuck in this half man, half monster brain. You know, it'll, yeah, forever. It'll, it'll decide between one of them, and yeah. it, it yeah. could be the monster. And right. obviously, when Cass does stop him, and she's like, she basically puts, you know, tests him and says, "No, if, if that's not true, if you, if you really don't care, then hurt me. Go ahead, do it." And he doesn't. He actually gets control of himself. He stops himself. But of course, this is just when we get the nice big build up to the cliffhanger that he's in the mudroom, and the mudroom is basically malfunctioning. He's going to absorb all the mud, and he probably can't control all that mud, like yeah. or clay coming for. I said mud. I know I said mud, but you know, clay. Oh. Uh, the clay coming for him, uh, and we get this big final page reveal of him basically becoming kaiju clayface. It's pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool. Really, King, and, as, as they refer to him, King Clayface. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I actually, my favorite thing about it is he's almost got the aliens, you know, morph kind of mouth thing because he's got like a mouth within a mouth. Yeah, he's got the, the double, double row of teeth. Yeah, yeah, I like but that. But he also looks like Godzilla. Like he's at the the head shape. Like, yeah, it looks yeah. like the. Mendoncha probably used that as a reference, and that's cool. There's all almost uh, like a, a werewolf pose to him as well. Uh huh. Very primal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we we didn't talk about the first victim in Anarchy, and uh, we want to talk about Shades of Grey with Anarchy. <laughs> I I believe Tidian has a has a deep love of this character for whatever reason. I'm not one to judge, Mister Booster Gold, Connor Kent, but the conversation between the two, whereas First victim has, you know, played his hand, and he just wants to destroy Batman. He says he wants to be there for the death of Batman, and I, I don't know, he's like, well, I thought this was all to like actual help people. So you can uh, kind of see now. I, I've got to be honest, their stuff did fall a little bit flat for me this issue. Oh, see, I liked it. Oh no, it was it was fine, but I feel like it should have taken the issue off because it, it just against all this Clayface stuff. 
yeah, it just felt weak. To, to its credit, it's only one page. There's, there's a couple of panels towards the end as well, but it's mainly just this one page. Uh, here's my thing. I think Vers Victim is pretty cool. I, I typically like him. Anarchy, eh, he's a bit more whatever. Like, I don't really care about Anarchy that much. Yeah, but I, I feel like they're building him because when we had that Steph arc where it was her interacting with him, mm. he doesn't seem like actually a bad guy. You know, he does want best. It's just his methods are a little bit too uh, far to one side, if you will. You know, he's a little bit too extreme in how he yeah. wants to achieve it. And, you know, they always say that the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And I feel he's on that road up until now where he sees the first victim is, yeah, this guy was an ally, but he's really just as bad as Batman because he's not, he doesn't have the people at heart. Yeah, he has I, his own. I think you could maybe argue if, like the way he reads what the first victim says is when he says, oh, I can't wait to see the bats die. He means more the idea of the, 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 the heroes, the vigilantes, the symbol of the bat, like... You know, not literally the people are going to die, necessarily. No, but it, it kind of throws their mission out the window if their whole mission was to bring, like, the people. Because that was Anarchy's whole, that whole commune yeah. that he had. That undercuts. The first victim just, like, like Mudface is only interested in revenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of, it works, though. Like, it works in the overall yeah. context of where we're going. At least it seems that way, anyway. Uh, yeah. But I, I think the issue is very good. I think this and the last one have been great payoff emotionally for all the Clayface stuff. It's been really fun. Like The, the cliffhanger was good last time, and then this time the actual fighting with Batman was great. The way he was appearing at the Belfry, the big cliffhanger at the end, the emotional moment with Cass. Uh, yeah, I, I think, yeah, you can you can throw a couple of negative points at it for for those of that, that page or so, yeah. but I think for the most part I really love this issue. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's a great issue. I, I just, I, I almost wish it, it had taken that page off, mm-hmm. given us that next issue. You know, when we can, you know, when Clayface is in your know, monster mode now, so we're dealing with it, you know the, the physical threat. As whereas this is, you know, we have the actual emotional beats. I feel like give them the issue off and you just have an extra page devoted to this stuff instead. Yeah, yeah, maybe I can't, can't necessarily argue with that. I mean, I, I could maybe see the argument that they wanted to have a page off for, for pacing reasons to give you a break from the. Thing. Yeah, maybe, but because they didn't want to go straight from just Batman's fighting them to oh he's already at the Belfry. They wanted to give you because like, yeah. it gives you the sense of the passage of time by having like a little scene. No, in I get that. I, I just I, I wish it been something else. I guess. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because I think the thing is I have been enjoying them so much that they felt weak by comparison. So by sure. holding them yeah. off, they'd have been stronger. That's fair. That's fair. But generally speaking, a pretty great issue though. Oh so. yeah, definitely. Yeah, I just. You, you look at a team dynamic book, and there's always going to be a couple of those characters that kind of fall oh, by the wayside. Yeah. And it's always going to be Batwing and Azrael. And yeah. Azrael, just by the fact that they're not like upper level fan favorites. And, and that's fine. That happened in X Men books all the time. Yeah, well, I, I feel like it's no coincidence that the weakest arc of tech and its like, you know, nearly 40 issue yeah. run was the Azrael focused arc. <laughs> Yeah. Ezra and Batwing, for that matter, you know, like he, he played a big part yeah, they, they, too. I think I think it was clever that they shared the arc, so we didn't have to do yeah. one for each of them. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. But I like that he's putting on on a, on a spotlight. You know, Tinian is like it, it flushes out Gotham, and that that's the type of DC comics I like. So yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, so we'll move on to Action Comics nine nine five Dan Jurgens oh. and. Brett Booth on art, which I did not know when I opened the uh, comic on the tablet. I, just, so, I seen the name so, and I went, oh boy. Oh no, I, I didn't even Pete... notice the name. I just kind of got to the first page. I was like, uh oh. Yeah, uh, generally Pete reads these before I can even get mine because uh, of work. And he goes, oh hey, 
he had something to look forward to in action. I was like, yeah, uh-huh. I know. Booster. He's like, no. <laughs> and I might have thrown my phone. Yeah, yeah. So the beauty of digital is I can get them at the crack of dawn. But the... Um, yeah, so I, I, I was reading this and I'm like, oh man, this, this art's... This is funny because I was getting a couple of pages into it. I'm like, man, this is like... It's amazing how much his art just makes the book overall feel weaker. Because... In contrast yeah. to that, the issue of Titans this week that didn't have Brett Butner all of a sudden felt like it jumped up in quality. Oh, I, bet, I bet it was the best one in about seven issues. Yeah, it was. It absolutely <laughs> was. Uh, I have I I problems with the issue, but nothing with the art. <laughs> I don't. You know, with Brett Booth, I I found like his Nightwing run with Higgins was fine. I feel he he pairs with certain writers. He had okay. a sense of motion in Nightwing. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the the acrobatics suited it. Yeah, his style. Well, even in Flash, him on Flash wasn't too terrible either because there's that sense of motion. Yeah, it's when you have you know these characters where they're just kind of flying. Yeah, yeah it just doesn't it just doesn't translate for well, him. He needs the actual. They the, feel the very. They feel very posed in this one. I feel like. Yeah, there's a page where where Superman's doing the for tomorrow cover where he's you know one one yeah. foot up in the ledge and he's got his you know hands in the hips. Yep. He's doing that pose at one point. Yeah. It's the whole thing. Uh, so that's the issue. They're in the the twenty fifth century, and you know the the, the eradicator bots there. He's taking taking taken after them, uh, yeah. and basically this is a kind of Superman learns the history of Booster. He's he's his family. If we about Booster's father, but his mother, his father was abused his mother. Uh, wanted him to like you know throw games when he's a big you know a football star, so that he'd, he'd get he'd yeah. you know rake money from the gambling. Uh, and all that stuff. Uh, so we learn all about this, and uh, that stuff's you know it's okay. It's interesting enough. I, I like Skeet kind of like you know defending Booster and being like, "Hey, Superman, don't judge him too much because here's why," and you know so on and so forth. Yeah. Uh, I like that side of it. Uh, Superman side of it was a was mostly kind of murky for me in this issue. It was kind of weird how, if at first he was really angry almost that he'd been ripped away from this Krypton with this other yep. life, and it's like. Well, why are you so angry? Like, it's, it's like you're forgetting yeah. Lois and John exist. Like, what's, what's going on? Well, I, I don't like that it takes Skeets to remind Superman of that. Like, he has to remind him of the Kents. He's like, yeah, you lost your birth family when the planet exploded, but you got lucky and were raised by the Kents. Like, that means something. Yeah. And I'm just like, why does it take a, a, a security droid from the 25th century to explain this to you, man? And... I, uh, yeah. Like there's times when Superman feels in character when he's like saying, "Oh, I'm not going. I don't want to steal the the, the replacement parts that we need." Uh, that's you know that's yeah. kind of Superman. He gets talked into it, of course, yeah. which is you know amusing. But uh, there's other points though when when Booster's with his dad and his dad's going to like you know turn his back on him and lock him in the cell so he can escape, and Superman's standing behind him. And there's that moment where he's just got his finger ready to ping him, and he pings yeah. him and he goes around. Now that itself I don't have a problem with. That's a funny funny little Superman beating the bad guy moment. But he looks so angry. Uh, this is the yeah. art more than anything else, but he looks so angry as he's doing it <laughs> that it just feels. That's it. I I can't believe that anger was the the direction in the script. Yep. Mm. Like, uh, well, even yeah. even when when he has the heat vision eyes, which is one of my favorite Superman tropes, he feels unnecessarily angry about having to steal the. Do, do, do you know what it is? It's that the heat vision is blasting outwards in a way that uh, yeah. we haven't seen in a while it's it's generally been pretty focused recently yeah is uh, but here it's you know it, it's a widespread beam mm-hmm. so and it just kind of glows and goes all the way and the whole panels turn red while this is happening yeah that's it and it's like okay this is Ugh. this is pretty extreme 
I did like the booster dad stuff though, because even as a booster fan, I like how Jurgens got in depth with that. Like we always kind of knew his dad wasn't on the up and up, but seeing how much of a POS he is here, it was you know the fact that booster becomes the greatest hero you've never heard of is is really its own thing. Yeah. Here. Yeah, so, it, it, it was touching to see his mum be reunited, reunited with him and get to know mm-hmm. that he's actually not that bad guy and he's he's doing something important with his life and yeah. and whatnot. So was, so there was elements of it I liked. I just think overall it was kind of a murky issue because Superman's characterization felt like it was up and down. Off. You know. Yeah. Do you, know, do you know something as well? I genuinely think Booth affected the script level because this feels much more dialogue box heavy than it has been recently then yeah. obviously jurgens has been doing it all himself for the last you know little mm. while and he's so he, he's not overwriting he's he's trusting himself it feels like okay he didn't trust the artist to carry but the, this. the, the yep. funny thing is though is the, the 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 narration boxes which are all booster in this issue uh or for at least mostly yep. anyway um yeah he like those are probably the best parts of the issue or is his inner thoughts mm-hmm. like talking about his own struggles that and skeet defending him those are the two things yeah. i quite like yeah. in this issue uh the art not so much and superman's characterization not so much uh and then we end with a pretty similar cliffhanger to the last time where they go in the time stream uh pod and they end up somewhere else oh. this is a straight up uh burton planet of the apes ending Oh, it is absolutely. Complete with statue. Uh, so they end up in a planet. And I don't know if Super, uh, Superman, if, if Matt has a, a, a has knowledge of this planet and where this two sun planet oh. might be. But I'll let him jump in in a second. So they go to a planet where it has two suns. Like, okay, so we've got two yellow suns. So you'll be even extra super Superman. <laughs> you're, you're taking in two suns of radiation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, they we're in a a, a world, uh, a planet with cities and stuff. But there's a giant statue of Zod. This is a, a place where Zod is the emperor. And he is in charge, yeah. and yeah. that is the cliffhanger into the next issue. I thought yeah. it was interesting that ne- next to the Zod statues, you know, is a, a fortress-like structure, yep. but in the background is the very you know, human-style architecture. It almost feels that like this yeah. is a planet that Zod was kind of you know had Superman-level powers and then took it over and became the yeah, Emperor. Yeah, he conquered it. Yeah, yeah. But the two yeah. suns make me think it's not Earth. Agreed. Oh, it's definitely not Earth. Yeah, it's definitely not Earth. Yeah, because they said wherever we are, whenever we are. Yeah. Yeah. So I think this is going to start introducing the parallel, you know, multiverse, you know, because thanks to Morrison, we have a very clear and concise idea of what the multiverse is. But then he stated within those, there's there's infinite numbers of parallel alternate that you can tell within that framework. So I feel this is kicking open that door. Yeah. Because we, makes- we've seen the Krypton that they managed to get off in the arcs and, and found a new place. And now we're going to get one where Zod's supreme ruler. And, yeah. Yeah, I, I almost like to think that there's, yeah, there's 52, uh, like, sort of neighboring Maybe. universes, but then, like, oh. there's infinite number of sets of 52 beyond yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, That's... I think the thing is the 52 all have very distinct differences, mm. whereas mm-hmm. the parallel ones are more alternate timelines. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's an infinite number because they, they always there's that whole thought experiment where there's a different reality for each decision you made so if you made a decision where you turned left there's the one where you turned right or where you said yes yeah, yeah. there's one where you said yeah. no you know and they can play with all of these and so I like the way this ended I, and for the most part I like the story in this issue but I just 
Stuff just feels off right it's now. Clunky, yeah. It's clunky here. It's clunky. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate it. Like I didn't hate reading it. It was just it was you know. I mean, the art would have obviously made it better if it was the art was good, but uh, yeah. it's kind of fine just now. Uh, yeah, we have the the two pages of Lois as well. Oh yeah, of course. How could I forget? Lois is on a mission to save her dad, who's going to be gunned down in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm not. I don't know how I feel about her honestly sneaking onto a plane to go and save him. I do like John sneaking off after her, though. I like that part of it. Uh, oh, he yeah. did. He uses the same trick he used to go hang out with the Teen Titans. Of Pretty the much. Yeah. Body in the bed to yeah. to the whites. Which I want an issue that's just Perry taking care of him of John. And just being completely clueless to his adventures throughout the day and thinking he's doing a good job. Yeah, yeah that'd be yeah, fun. That'd be fun. I, I have a question. No, go on. I, I didn't think Lois knew Clark had gone through time. I thought that was... Uh, am I misremembering this? I thought it was a spur-of-the-moment <laughs> thing that he just did. Um. Yeah, but he's been gone a little bit of a while. I'm sure the Flash filled her in. Uh, well, no, yeah. cause I, I can't remember the issue. I'd have to go look it to be sure. But no, I, 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 I was under the impression that she didn't know exactly. I, I think it, he explained that he'd have to do something drastic, but he, like we never saw exactly say what it was. But it maybe imp- implied it before he actually uh, left. Yeah, was... maybe it's just the, the way she says, "Oh, yeah, I'm not exactly, you know, breaking the time barrier." But I was like, "Oh, okay, I guess she she is aware of what's going on." Then for some reason, yeah. I didn't think she was. I'd have to. It's such a minor point that I never bothered remembering. If that makes no, sense. No, yeah. that's probably what's happened to me as well. Maybe yeah. it did tell us, and I've just forgotten. But it just when it when I got to that you know narration box that said that, I kind of went, "Huh, okay." Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, no big deal. Uh, actually, before we move on, I, just, I mentioned last week because we had the damage previews at the end of all the last issues. Uh, this yeah. week we had all the, uh, the silencer previews. Uh, See, in my physical copies, we had the terrifics. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so, I have seen the Terrifics one, but I'll, I'll, I'll save that for when uh, everyone well, gets Well, I'm not them. reading any of them. Oh, no, 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 I'm right. I, I never read previews. Like, I'll make that clear. I look at the art. <laughs> I never no, I, read I, the text. I, I, don't even do that. I get to the the page where you know it has the, the cover and just says, mm-hmm. oh, here's the preview for... I mean, it's the silence just this week. I just... That's it. But closed. Um, no, no. If it's, a, if it's a new series, I like looking and having a glance at the art. Um... But I brought it up last week, so I might bring it up again this week because I have different thoughts this week. Last week I said, "Oh, this damage bit looks okay." I was, yeah, I was kind of like, "Oh, I'm, I'm curious about this." Uh, this week, silencer is Dan Abnett writing and John Romita Jr. on art. I feel the complete opposite about this one. Uh, nothing about these pages made me want to read it. I mean, I'll read the first issue. I'll see. I'll give it a fair shake, but I'm not excited about it. I'll I do, just say that. If, if I recall, this is the the assassin one, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I like the premise. So, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think the reason I'm specifically not looking at the previews for this one is I'm already familiar with all the artists. And that's, oh, sure, so yeah. I, I don't really see yeah. the need. Well, I, I, well because I it's, not just about, going... it's not just about like if the artist is good, it's more just about what does this book look like, what's the style of the characters? Because it's, it's not like I'm familiar with any of the characters in most of these cases. No, but, I mean, Ramita Jr.'s characters all look the same anyway. Yeah. Okay, Romeo Jr.'s... Like, I'm not this paranoid freak who closes the book immediately just so he doesn't have to look at it, right? I just I get to those pages oh, and I'm just, like, I might as well look. I'm done. The, the issue's over. I'm fine. But looking at what's coming out, the eight books, I'm, exa- I'm excited for exactly half of them. Of, of four. You know, of, of Damage, that sounds about right. Terrifics, Immortal Men, and New Challengers. That the rest sounds... of them, I'm just... 
Yeah, that sounds I'd right. To, I'd have to check the list again because I, I don't remember. I think I glanced at them There's... all, and I think that was the one. Just based on the names, I think that was the four yeah. I was more and, interested. And damages could go either way, really. I just like the idea of DC having a Hulk. You know, as do I. Just... As do I. Um, well, I'm going to bring it up again next week, whatever the preview is, and Cora can complain again that he doesn't like looking at them. But uh, we shall move on to the next book, which is Wonder Woman number thirty-eight. James Robinson writing uh, Emanuela Lupacino on the art. Uh, so this is the start of a new arc, still James Robinson, of course, but uh, we're at the start of a Silver Swan arc. Uh, this is a this is a weird issue in terms of like how I feel about it, because it's kind of ups and downs. I actually kind of like the Silver Swan stuff, but then halfway yeah. through, uh, your mic's going, Matt. Halfway through, you uh, you jump to oh, Jason's a bit of a party animal, and he's he's messed up Wonder Woman's condo. I was out. I was out. Yeah. I was like, I'm I'm enjoying this. It's Lupacino art. Robinson's not doing bad things. It's uh, it's not the Silver Swan I remember from the Rucker Run. It's definitely yeah, it's but, definitely different. Yeah, you know, but that's fine. We're we're doing something new. I can get over that. She has nanites and oh wait, here's Jason. I don't want to read this anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I like about I'd say it's about seventy percent of this issue. Yeah, because you, you get the, the non-Jason. You stuff. get about fifty percent, and then you go to the Jason stuff, and then you come back for another ten percent at the end. And again, it goes it gets better at the end again. It's just, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's all like, we, we get it, Jason. He was in a small fishing town. He didn't have to hide himself. I get it. Just her being the big sister and talking down to him, I don't think is a good look it doesn't, for Diana. It also feels weird dialogue-wise. Like, did, did it make anyone else feel weird that she referenced Jaeger bombs at one point? Yeah. It just felt weird. I was like, oh. This is a woman that, like, six years ago didn't know what ice cream was. But she's just throwing, like, Jaeger bombs around like it's nothing. Maybe that's just because I feel like Jaeger bombs are so obscenely prevalent that. <laughs> so wait, you know, okay. What exactly is a Jaeger bomb, Connor? It, so you get Jaegermeister, uh-huh. uh, and you get Red Bull usually, or you know okay. any energy drink. Pour okay. them together, neck it. Gotcha, gotcha. Because well, we went to a pub last night, and and my wife insists on on car bombs, and. Yeah, so I know what that is, but I didn't know if a if a Jaeger bomb was along the same lines. No, it's it's so. stuck out to me, especially since it came like and this is not a complaint. I actually kind of like the idea of because uh, at one point Silver Spawn, uh, Vanessa, yep. when she's like narrating, because she's she's the narrator for most of the issue. Yep. Uh, she she explains that when Wonder Woman came to visit her, she taught her how to play D and D, and I love this idea that forever now that Wonder Woman knows how to play D and D. So if they ever like reference that she can't play it in the future but that's bullshit she, she doesn't like to play a dnd well i, I like to think that they weren't really playing dnd and she was just telling her stories of fighting hydra and whatnot like well she specifically told her she, she said in the narration i taught her to play dnd that was the exact no line. i know but like to play D&D. This, yeah anyways yeah. i just i like the idea of, of one woman taking it as fact yeah you know what i mean I- no, that's true. I, I will say I laughed in the Jason section where, you know, when she's going, oh, yeah, what, what were your powers again? I forget. Oh, what was that? Being super yeah. dramatic. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, just give well, him that, shit. That also felt, I, I could see Lois saying that, or Black Canary. Coming on, Diane, it's a little bit catty. It is. Yeah. Yeah, I, think, I, I think, though, I like that it's just, no, no. This guy is such a prick. She's, he's even yeah. yeah, making Diana laugh. She's had enough of his bullshit. She's like, get out. Yeah, Jason's stuff is awful. I don't want it there. Luckily, I like the. I mean, I think this is still the best issue he's done so far. Yeah, just purely because most of it's other stuff and it's good. <laughs> not a lot of Jason. Oh no, I, I like the. I like the last. Well, it wasn't probably the last of Pacino, but 
the the dark side and Grail stuff. That issue that was yeah. pretty fun. That was was again, notably, no Jason in that one. Exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> anybody else feel like Robinson just called an audible? Like Jason was supposed to die at the end of the Zeus stuff. I wish he did. Yeah, because this felt like it was just added. I'm, I'm sure he's got some idea that he's going to do with Jason before he stops writing the book and I, I don't yeah. know what uh, I like how it's over Swan looks obviously the art's very good yeah. uh, I like the fight that uh, Wonder Woman has when Silver Swan's telling the story of how she got hurt yeah. and it's like there's, there's this fight going on in the background with a uh, major Kevin. disaster there you go that's the one yeah. uh, <laughs> I like that name actually major disappointment yeah. that's what <laughs> but they're fighting there's a lot of Wonder Woman like you know walking through like, the, the smoke and the debris and stuff yeah. like that it looks really nice yeah. like, I like all that stuff art's on point like, that's it's, good it's that's great. and I like the Silver Swan design at the end I really like it yeah. so well I also like because uh, Silver Swan was a ballet dancer and but now that she can't dance and anymore, what's the first ballet realized, most people have heard of? Swan Lake. Swan Lake, right? <laughs> there you go. But I was just gonna say with with Lupacino's art, that the poses for the dancing, mm. everything felt natural. Where where we were just talking about Booth, where it felt very posed and not natural. This was I the agree. opposite, and and it was even more impressive given that the the dancing stuff was the it was the it was her drawings yeah in, in the yeah. so it had a completely different style and shift to it and as well the silver swan thing actually comes because she used to fantasize about being a sidekick almost to wonder woman yeah. and she would yeah. fly with her so it has its and I think we're gonna we're gonna find out she's an unreliable narrator later on because oh, i don't feel like yeah. you know you, you jump from you know, Wonder Woman's my best friend. To I'm gonna kill Wonder Woman. Well, it's a very, it's a very dark and sad story because, like, yeah. basically, Wonder Woman gets too busy doing other things because she's a superhero yeah. and she stops visiting her and she feels really sad. And then her mum dies in a car crash and she just gets depressed. Yeah. And that leads to sort of what we ultimately see. I feel like we're going to fill in this backstory. I feel like next time we'll yeah. get more flashbacks to the next part of it. Maybe I, I like yeah. that. You know, we did get even in this state that she's in, she did have the the rationale to say, look, I know. No one even probably knew how to contact Wonder Woman to tell her yeah. that, that my mum died, but I don't care. Yeah, she's but, still angry. yeah, she's yes, got she, yeah. she's still logically thinking about it until she feels bad enough that she doesn't care. It's like she's still yeah. kind of like she's saying, okay, that makes sense. She's not yeah. because she's busy. Blah 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 blah. And then eventually, it's just it overcomes and it's like, no, no, screw her. I'm alone. I hate her, right. uh, and that. So I like that she's kind of sympathetic. Um, it's worth mentioning. This is, I believe, the third. I mean, obviously, this is kind of a different retail. I don't know how similar this is to previous versions of the specific one, uh, but this is the third main Silver Swan version. Because like, uh, the, the original Silver Swan yeah. uh, actually had powers. It was actually like magic or powers. She had actual yeah. wings and all that. Whereas the, the later two were both, like, you no, know, they have suits that can do all the flying and yeah, stuff. Yeah, the one from the Rocket Arc was a like a, a government program, and she volunteered for it, and it kind of yeah. Doc Octor from Spider-Man 2. Or kind of took over. Do you and remember? A character. Do you remember if that's Vanessa uh, Capitellis? Yeah, Capitellis. Yeah, okay, that's yeah, the same one. Yeah, because she's she's Greek. Because that, that's always a part that runs through. Yeah, is yeah. she felt yeah. so she always felt a a uh, connection with Wonder Woman because of of their heritage. So it's but, it's, it's one of these that they've rebooted uh, a few times yeah. over the over the well, decades. Well, that's but, what I said in the beginning. Like, okay, this is a new version of Silver Swan. That's fine. It's it. It feels like New 52 Silver Swan, not in the bad way, but it was like, we're going to throw away the old version and just redo the I like I like how she's kind of this disgruntled like best friend, like this obsessive best Ooh, friend. It's tragic. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I think maybe there'll, there'll be more flashbacks and we'll actually get the, like, okay, so she's mad at her for not showing up, but I feel like there must be like a trigger for the hatred, like something yeah. that really... 
pisses oh, her off. Quite possibly, yeah. yeah. I feel like we're making just, also, just... uh, the, Her first victims are this family she sees that Wonder Woman helped save. Mm. And so she goes and, and targets them. And when Wonder Woman walks out of the house with that lady's legs on the floor, I so, audibly gasp. It's a really dark because, page. when she. Yeah. It's a big yeah. page with this family lying dead on the floor. It's really yeah. dark. Yeah, and like you say, there, there is the severed leg. It's just yeah. holy shit. And yeah, and the look I, on Diana's face is pure horror. Just like... Mm. Yeah. I love right. seeing the reflection in the mirror, the silhouetted reflection yeah. of, of, of her yeah. in the mirror. It's so good. Just so lurking. I, I like how dark she is as well then. Like on top of just the, yeah. the, the, the weird sympathy you have for her as well because she is mm-hmm. kind of sympathetic in her backstory, but then you have this... Like, what yeah. drives her to this, specifically? Yeah, that's great. So. Uh, you know, another small note that I really liked is the um, the design of the caption boxes for, for Silver Swan's dialogue mm-hmm. boxes. They have, like, that, they're silver. They have like that flowery piece yeah. on the top left. Yeah, but they, they, they've got that. They've got just a, a, a different shape to them. They're not just square boxes. They've got like little, little lines and curves to them. That it, it was just nicer to look at. No one appreciated my dumb joke. It's fine. Uh, we all heard it. We just ignored it. I didn't actually hear it. Uh, he said, it. "I appreciate what's different about the silver uh, ca- caption boxes." But yeah, they're silver. Oh uh, yeah. I was, I was, Good I was, thing we rolled that and went back to it. it. Well, you know what? I want credit for my dumb joke. Damn it. Me being facetious, but hey. Uh, so yeah. So Jason stuff sucks, but at least this arc seems like it's mostly going to be better, except for that one scene each issue where we're going to go back to Jason and him deciding not to be an asshole. Uh, oh no! Just just kill him. Yeah, kill him as quickly as possible. No, that's the one upside. The, uh, as soon as he decides not to be a dick, is yeah. when he gets killed. Most likely, yeah. So the sooner it happens, the better. Yep. Next issue. Well, that'll take us on to the Flash number thirty-eight. Joshua Williamson rating and Scott Collins on art. Uh, oh, the... I love Collins on Flash. It's I, one of my favorite things. I, ever. I do. I, you know, I didn't know he was on this, and I got a few pages. Of it. I like. I like this art. What is this art? This yeah. is different than usual. Oh, Scott Collins. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's only because it takes me back to the Johns days. Oh yeah, that's you why know? I like it as well. You uh, know what funny. I mean? I I like his Flash stuff. I don't like his his people stuff. <laughs> like the the very first panel. You know, you've got the Barry and the, the just you know they're there on the and you, it just looks weird. Uh, it just looks it just looks off to me. And and the proportion of uh, a reverse flash it, behind him. Oh, I love Thon's head there. It's so like yeah. menacing. He he almost has the the proportions of Thanos from the movie. He does. He's got a big I chin. Just, it just, it, I just don't like it. It just looks wrong. I, that, and that's not a good start to an issue. And the first thing I'm looking at going... I'm going I just, it's, it's Scott Collins to me. That's just one of the it, ones it, that I, I accept. Yeah, it's accented, but it's an accented I like. I, I'm down with this. No. No, not for me. I'm down, I'm down with this issue. Uh, in fact, my favourite page in this is when August, like, you know, turns the, 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 the ace room off or whatever it is. Uh, yeah. turns, it turns out August is actually still on his side. He's, he's sort of set a trap for all the rogues. And... There's a full page spread of the main focus of it is Barry finally hitting uh, Cold in the face, but you actually yep. see that like, the speed punches hit all the other rogues in the room as well around them. It's a really yep. nice page, sort of. It shows that he's doing this all very quick, but the focus is still the main one that he's really wanting to punch. I, yeah. I like it. It's good. No, no, that that was a nice page. Yeah, uh, he's punching Heatwave, Mirror Master, uh, Weather Wizard, and uh, Golden Glider. Golden. Yeah, and then cold, cold, of course. I, I also, cold. I like the look of cold with the with his, the hand wraps, shirtless, with his glasses on still. 
Because he doesn't need the glasses because he's not blasting anybody, but he's like, damn it, it's my thing. I'm yeah. alright with it. Like, it's a cool visual. Yeah. I do really like Colin's drawing Flash. I'm just, I'm looking, I feel like Flash yeah. has not looked this good in the entirety of Rebirth. And we've had good artists on Flash, but I just mean Flash himself in the suit. Nah, you're wrong. Even, G. Domenico looks better. Yeah, I was say, even over G. I Domenico? Maybe. I don't know. It, it's, it's more, maybe this is a nostalgia, I'm speaking, but it's more old school. He feels yeah, a bit muscular. I, I just, I, I like it. Uh, if it. If it was Ginger Wally, I would say, yeah, just because of nostalgia. I don't know. I mean, I'll give you one. I'll give you one criticism of the art, though. I'll give you one critique. I feel like Wally is constantly looking like he's uh, squinting his eyes for for whatever reason. That's how he's drawn his eyes. He's always squinting. They're either squinting or wide open. Yeah, I don't mind the wide open pages because it it fits the the emotion of the 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 panel. But the rest of them, when he's just squinting for no reason, I don't get. I don't know why. (laughs) It just does. That's yeah, he just he just has line. He doesn't really have eyes. He just has he just has lines. Mm. Uh, I think this is a lot though. It wraps up this plot. Uh, I like this idea that August does kind of want redemption. He could have escaped, but he chose not to. He wants to still help, and he basically says to Barry, "Hey, you're basically in prison by your own hand. Like you're you're, you're punishing yourself, and you've served mm-hmm. your time. Go do this." It was a nice wrap up issue. What did you do? Uh, it yeah. teased the next thing, of course, because Copperhead's working for someone else, and we don't know who yeah. that is. So, so mm. they teased that. Uh, but all the stuff with them fighting the rogues was fun. I liked him going to save Wally and Copperhead. That was good stuff. Um, and then him coming in with, with Sin and being like, "Hey, like I've shown him evidence. Like you, you're guilty." And it, they actually take Cold out of Iron Heights, where he actually quite is comfortable. Let's be honest. Yeah. And they've sent him off to Bell Reeve. I wonder if Cold's in Suicide Squad now. Well, he sees... we saw him meeting Waller. Yeah, so... exactly. Uh, not that yeah. we read that book, but it's a nice thought that he's overall there doing Suicide Squad stuff now. Yeah. Oh, him and Boomerang having some epic squabbles. <laughs> like... Yeah. A, bit of a bit of a fight for leadership. Yeah, yeah. I, I could see that. Um, I just, I've always liked that, that Cold was principled. You know, like, he didn't kill. He just basically wanted to get his score. He's kind of like Danny Ocean in that way, with a cold gun. But I feel like in the last couple of years they've they've made him homicidal. And I don't know if I like that. Like the the image of him snapping uh, Turbine's neck and whatnot. Like yeah, I don't know. It's, a, it's a good point. It's a bit strange. It's a it? bit different for Cold. I mean, it's not as bad as Superman snapping someone's neck. No, no, but it is still out <laughs> of character. It is. I mean, well, it's, it's, it's out of character. But- in the classical yeah. sense, it's not out of yeah. character in that he's been kind of the, on this path for the last, like, basically since the start of the New 52, I feel like. Yeah. Well, not quite that long, because he did have that stint in the league with Lex. Yeah, but that oh, was because yeah, yeah, Johns right. was writing him and wanted to <laughs> yeah. do a redemption arc. Yeah. But everyone else, but yeah, he did start in the New 52 because that's where he had the cold powers. And he was just freezing people and smashing them left and right. Yeah, you know, so uh, I feel like yeah, writers for some reason, and you know, I think Williamson typically has a good handle on the big cast of the yeah. Flash, but yeah, even his cold's a bit more sadistic. Actually, I really like the panel where uh, August is like sort of dreaming of being Godspeed again, and it's yeah. sort of like God, Godspeed's heads behind him, and you got all the the motion lines. I like the portion properly. Yep. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, he's got epic stubble actually, and yeah, we see something that's kind of weird. Kristen's kind of kissing up to. The old, uh, what's Wolf. his face? Will Fay. Uh, mm. She's kind of kissing up to him. It's like, this is weird. This is out of character for her. And uh, you get this little tease towards the end where she's like, yeah, Captain, you trust me. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm like, oh yes, uh, she's going undercover. She's going to going to bust them, find out what he's been up to. Airwolf. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, and it all ends, of course, with him uh, basically apologising. We find out he's talking to Iris, and he's like, hey, can you forgive me? Uh, I'm trying. And he's got his bow tie on as well. But I feel like it's been a while since we've yeah. seen the bow tie. So you know, what'd be cool. And this is what I want. And this is this is basically me fantasy booking this to borrow a term from wrestling. But we have the Flash War coming up, right? Yeah, yeah, we're getting the tease in the annual, and then it starts probably in, like, May, I think. Yeah, because now... the next issue is 700 overall, and yeah. that's starting the next arc, which will probably be up until the other one starts, yeah, so... Yeah, yeah so... We kind of had Bart be reintroduced, and we have Wally just kind of hanging around not doing anything. I would love for Barry and Iris to get together and, and go off to the future for a little bit, and that leaves Wally and Wally here to be flash and kid flash hmm. like yeah. it's there with the way this ends it the, feels the thing like is, it's there for barry but i don't think iris is there yet yeah i feel like we're going to have some time of him building up to her again and her learn to trust them and accept well, that's what him. i mean and, and maybe at post flash war that's that's where they go as barry realizes yeah, maybe post flash war yeah maybe yeah, maybe. yeah that's, that's what i'm saying this is this to me planted that seed of them ending up together i mean it's on the show it's what continuity is for the most part i wonder if you know? felicity will hijack their wedding in the comics too <laughs> oh, she's the worst she? she has the, the worst <laughs> my 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 shop right now is a clearance table and they have a bunch of action figures but the only arrow slash dc cw one they have is felicity they have like four of her and nobody wants her and just... <laughs> they can't give the things away no no hmm. so uh, but yeah, I just reading this, I felt like this, that's the direction they're going, and we know again Flash War's coming, and we had the first promo image, at least the first one I saw, and it had all the different Flash costumes on there, including oh yeah, Impulse. great. Uh, there was, so, there was a, he was putting up a couple of double pitch spreads uh, on Twitter's as well, uh, yeah. and it looked really good. Like I'm actually yeah. kind of excited about Flash Who's War. Who's on art for the annual? Good annual, remember? Um, I want to say Porter, but I, I could be completely talking okay. bullshit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, sounds reasonable. He's been off and on this run. It definitely looked older school. It didn't look like uh, one of the, the newer names that were have been yeah. used to in the run. Um, but no. Uh, no, I'm not digging Flash. I, I think this was a solid ending to a pretty solid arc. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, my favourite arc in a while. I, I think Flash is like, it's never outstanding. It's never blowing us away. But I, I think it's a it's a solid 7 to 8 out of 10 book. Yeah. Typically. Yeah. I feel I like mean. it's it's higher when it's got Jay Domenico on art, and I feel like it's been far too long since I've had that. Maybe maybe he's maybe he's in the whole next arc or something like that, and that's why he's been taking maybe. time off. He's been getting ahead. It, it just it amazes me. We had him do that entire first like you know eight uh, or nine issues in a row, and then yeah, it's been a bit off and on. But yeah. I want another just a full arc from him. Maybe the next maybe the next issue is the start of his arc that he's going to be there for the whole thing. If if, if not, give me him on Flash War. Maybe he's on Flash yeah. War. Yeah, one, one of the two. I'd expect. Unless he's doing something else somewhere else. Like, he's, he's off. He could be. We've obviously not heard yeah. anything about it anywhere uh, else, though. Maybe not even be DC. We could, maybe he's off doing some indie book or something. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, so we'll, we'll see if he's popping back up. Of course, if I pay attention to the solicits a bit more, <laughs> I'd just have answers for you. Yeah, but then you get surprised when you open the book and you see that it's Scott Collins. You or Brett I mean? Booth, depending on the book. Oh, God. That's, <laughs> that's the surprise where you don't know what's coming and someone accidentally hits you in the nose. Yeah, it's a rollercoaster oh. ride of emotions. Mm. Uh, all right, let's move on. Let's move on to arguably the main event 
of the week. And I mean, if it wasn't for Doomsday Clock, maybe the month. And that's Mr. Miracle number six. Uh, Tom King writing and Mitch Gerrards on the arts. Got a, and, a hell of a, a cover quote from Bendis on this issue. Yes, did that. You guys uh, read it. Uh, I, I did it. I forgot what it is now. Go on, read it out. This is a every year one book stands up above everyone else's. Fans and creators alike stop and stare in amazement at a couple of creators finding a new voice, new point of view, and new levels of artistic expression. This year it is Mr. Miracle. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, Yeah. that's cool. That's fine. Uh, There's people that try to transition without causing too much of a stir. But Bendis is essentially cannonballing into the pool. Do, do, do He's what? Gone, done screw it. I'm do giving what? them praise. I, I feel yeah. like Bendis is maybe just because of his like brand and what he's supposed to be promoting has been kind of almost like just like silencing himself on DC, yeah. uh, like imp- you know opinions and impressions and that kind of thing for a long time. That now yeah. that he's allowed to just worship DC, he's like, ah, oh, everything's great. Because I don't know if you, if you pay attention to his Twitter, he is constantly yeah. posting images of old art from various books from DC it's, books. It, yeah, it's been a who was it? He's been tweeting lately. Done, done a lot of. I know some people say uh, Ho- speculate. Jose, so- oh, Jose Rivera. Man. No, no, no. no. There was a character that he was tweeting a lot. All right, character. I can't remember who it was now, but there was a lot of articles speculating that um, maybe they're in the whatever he's doing because it it started off with just like one image of this character, Mm. and then there was like forty over like three days. But regardless of that, uh, Mister Miracle, uh, which we're here to talk about. Tom yeah. King killing it as usual. This entire thing is one conversation, but whilst that conversation plays out, they go through a gauntlet of different things: trials, fights, uh, basically like almost like bank heist level, like sneaking into places and like wire work and all various kind of things. Uh, it felt like a side-scrolling video game. It, it I felt like I was watching yeah. Double Dragon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's not get over the fact though that the, the guards that came from at the end of last issue. They actually put yeah. in a furnace. That's that's the opening of the yeah. book. Is them burning the well, it's bodies? One of his escape, yeah, it's one of his escape devices. Yeah, yeah. The it's flamer. the flame. What is it? The flameulator? The flamer. Just a flamer. The flamer. Yeah. That's right. You're trying to make it sound cool, even cooler than it is, Matt. <laughs> like flame, yeah. flameulator. Uh, yeah, uh, well, because he talks about the stabatron later, and I just that. Those words just crack me up. Yeah, here's what he says. I can't remember the name. Like, oh, I know Helen was visiting and she got stabbed in the middle of the Damn. night, but I've put a warning sign on the Stabatron. It's fine. <laughs> Look, yeah. Just putting this out there, this is my favourite issue of this book. Yeah? Oh, I wonder what his pick at the end of the episode is going to be for the week. Oh, yeah. like you, To be honest, oh, come on. Come on. I've, I've, yeah. I've read five books this week. I'm just, I'm just so, saying, so withhold that, build a little bit of suspense. No, 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 no. I, I can't with this one because I love this issue. Like so, this- so they're having these this domestic conversation about their condo, and they get to the part about the closet. And no joke, two weeks ago, me and my wife had the same conversation mm-hmm. about, well, why do you need space? You put all your stuff on the floor. <laughs> I took and I was just like, saying, well, this is the yeah. most relatable issue because even yeah. the bit, you know, where they're talking about the counter, and they're like, oh, well, uh-huh. yeah, we got all that stuff on the counter. We did the exact same. We had a table in in the living room. <laughs> I was like, "But we got all the stuff on the table." She's like, "I don't care about yes. all the stuff on the table." I'm like, "But but where are the stuff gonna go?" It's like, 
I don't care. And, and now the table's gone. The, what a surprise. Yeah, the Who beauty, won that argument? Yeah, the beauty of this issue is that all of the domestic stuff it's talking about is super down-to-earth and realistic, but then it keeps sort of weaving in all the other things. Like, that, that conversation yeah. about the closet and having a lot of things turns into, well, I want a lot of things because when I was, you know, younger and we were on, you know, with uh, granny goodness and all that, I couldn't have things, so I wanted things. Yeah. It made me feel better <laughs> to buy things and have things. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it does a lot well, of stuff. And then the fact it. that he's... His his room in the pit was three a three by three box, and that's what made him who he was. He wanted to escape that box, and and Bart was like, "Well, yeah, I was in there too, but you don't see me like crying about escape." Like they're God, the relationship's so perfect. I know. Like, no, it's uh, fantastic, and it's building up. And they're arguing about. Or, I say arguing. They're having debate debates. She yeah. she wants to like you know make the closet into a new bathroom, and he's like, "We've already got a bathroom." And then she's like, "Yeah." And then I want to have the living room, but the living room is nice and big. I like the living room. You and just then took that, it. I, I love. There's a point where you kind of go, "Oh, I know where this is going." Oh yeah, uh, you figure it out exactly. It, as soon as she as soon as she keeps going, and it's like, especially if you don't figure it out already, as soon as she says, "We need a bedroom," I'm like, "Okay, I know where this conversation's heading." Right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but of course, Scott being Scott, he's he's, he's being dense. He's not he's not he's not clucking well, together. He's also fighting for his life on New Genesis. Like, oh yeah, you know, um, yeah. There's a whole fight underwater, and then obviously there's the funny banter with the guards. But like, if we're the fourth world, who's the third world? Uh, it doesn't work like that. And you, yeah. should, I mean, what do you know about theology anyway? I'm a god. I am, I am theology. <laughs> yeah. so, no, what cracked me off is that it, it's, it goes, dude, I'm a god. Dude, I'm a god. <laughs> it, it's the dude that, that added it yeah. so much to that. Dude, where's my car? <laughs> dude, I'm a god. I am theology. Yeah. But you know, then, I, I, I actually just burst out laughing when I read that. Someone tweeted that out and I clicked on it. So the, it got so from It's so funny. You know, yeah, but, it's, it's really funny. But it's, oh yeah, yeah, it's it's really good, and it, obviously they come out the water behind them, and then they they fight the obviously the guards, but then they actually get the entrails of the big fish thing they killed, and use the entrails yep. to pass the big void that's not supposed to be passable, yep. and they're like tightrope walking, and well, <laughs> Bard is tightrope walking, uh, Scott is sort of hanging from below. Or no, the reverse. It's a reverse. Okay, yeah. I'll be right. Yeah. Uh, but it's delightful. It's this the whole thing, yep. and. Uh, one of my favourite sequences actually of the book uh, I like the underwater stuff I love after that whole void bit though where they're in the room where the ceiling's coming down just the, the Jill Sandwich yeah. uh, moment from Resident Evil basically and yep. Bard is like holding up as long as she can so as the page goes on it's getting lower and lower and he's like trying to like open this thing and then they eventually crawl through it goes on for two pages and it just keeps yep. getting smaller and it's like things are getting tighter and tighter uh, it's very good and it's actually the end of that page where he's like oh, so who's in the new bedroom he's been so dense mm-hmm. like Who's in the new bedroom then? What was the new bedroom for? I don't understand. Um, that's when the light rays there. They they fight him, uh, and after she says they're pregnant, right? Yep. There's a whole page, whole page of like more fighting, and Barda beats Light Ray, and then Scott just comes up and hugs her from behind. It is the most delightful thing ever. Uh, and it's a great callback as well because earlier on she was talking about how Granny would always like tell her that she loved her. That was a thing that always happened, yep. but it was just part of the noise. It didn't mean anything, and you don't listen to noise. So when he comes yep. up and hugs her and says, "I love you," she just says to him, "I believe you, Scott Free." And it's a nice call back to that conversation where she understands the mm-hmm. difference between the fake "I love you" and the real "I love you." It's a beautiful moment, uh, and of course, the the next page where he's like, "Oh, when I get back, I'll start throwing out that stuff in the closet." It's fine. The cigar boxes, I'll get rid of it. It's fine. And yep. he looks, he's so happy. He's smiling. She's smiling. 
He's going into the room through the door. to face uh, his brother. And all I can think is, Storytelling 101, they are too happy. Something bad is what, about to happen. E- even before that, like, I, I went into this with King saying, oh, it's the end of an arc. Mm. I was like, okay. Well, this so is the end of the first trade. When, when, when they get released in books, this is the end of the first half. Oh, of I it. can't wait for the deluxe hardcover. I can't wait to have this on my shelf. You'll need to wait, though, because they're doing the separate hardcovers I know, first. I know, that's fine. Uh, I'll, I'll wait, but it's coming. It's coming. I, I know it's coming. There's no way this doesn't come. So you go in the room, and the colour, it's like dark purple, the complete colour scheme changes, and Orion's on the floor, bleeding. The video effect comes in. Video effect comes yep. in, battered. Like, yeah, it's actually a good point. Like, all issue is the video effect there at all. I don't think it is. I don't, I don't think it is, no. no. I think it's really clear, because they're so focused on everything yep. that's going on. And Scott's, it's only there where things get weird that he gets yeah. it. And Scott streaming, what did you do? His eyes, his big white eyes, as he's streaming that, is great. And then for the first time in this book, six issues in, we get a glimpse of Darkseid. He's, he's sort of there, again, behind the bad video effect. And he has one line, he says, Darkseid does not do. And then f- the one time in this book you get the, the black panel, Darkseid is. Oh my god, I got chills when I read that. Like, that was the hell of a payoff. It's fantastic. Do, do you know what's fantastic about it? Is they've held back on him actually as a, phys- uh, as a visual presence, as a physical presence, the yep. whole book. They've built him up. This, this is... One of my favourite things that happen in stories is when... And I feel like uh, like the new Twin Peaks was very guilty of this, and I say guilty in a good way, where it's not a horror TV show, right? This is not a horror book, but they're treating the villain like he is the scariest mother effer that ever lived. He is, yes. he, is he has a scary presence. He is an ominous, you know, doom filled. Lovecraftian. Yeah, like, we, Lovecraftian. Yeah. Really. Cosmic horror. Yeah, yeah. all that. Uh, yeah. Impending. I love how you, you don't even get a proper look at Darkseid because he's all covered up with the effects. It's cracked. There's like yeah. scribbles almost over him. And you just go, but you, you know, okay, that's Darkseid. Especially since, uh, and you know he was actually there because the boom tube happens the next panel after the Darkseid yeah, yeah. is. There's a boom tube. And then Barda comes in screaming, you know, what will happen? And he just, in the last line of the book is, I saw the face of God. And boom. Uh, there's no issue, by the way, next month. So, uh <laughs> I figured so, as much actually with it cliff- being the you know, yeah. break for Jared to well, you know. they had that conversation about him being the son of God and all that in between and that because he talks about High Father giving him away to, to in the pits and yeah. how's that fair and but he doesn't wallow in it for life yeah. yeah and that's where it goes and then so but the way that he talks about High Father is that High Father's God and then if High Father's God then he's the son of God well then and he gave me to the devil, right? Yeah. So how, what's that all about? And then you get here, and now he's seeing the face of God, and it, it was dark side. Yeah, I, I think so, if we're going back to the whole, this whole book's like a, a living metaphor for depression, yep. uh, I think the idea of, like, he's so happy, the idea that depression just hits, like, you know, you have your ups and your downs, and it kind of just hits, yep. that's it, almost it, it, what this de- moment depression is. is. Depression is. Yeah, depression yeah. is, that's exactly well, that's, it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know he says i saw it i wasn't looking but there it was it's kind of like you know it's like the sun it's because it's been it's perverted in this way but you know the sun you 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 don't look at it because you you don't look directly at it unless you're a bloody idiot but the sun is but but even even that you 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 always see it it's kind of just it's in your peripheral vision you you kind of without looking at it you see it pete's gonna get upset but there was a in, in the new star wars there's that line if you only believe in the sun when it's there, then you have nothing to hope for in the night. You know? Mm. Hackney trash. Same kind of thing. 
So, but yeah, <laughs> ooh Oh, dear. So steamroll it. Okay, here's a complete about Star Wars Illustrated I've not actually made yet, right? Oh, for Christ's sake. It's a small Where's thing. DC? It's a small Where's thing. It's a, it's a very Sorry. small thing. What was with Laura Dern's hair and dress? <laughs> As I was saying. What was with what was the choice of her attire and that wacky haircut? I'm just, I'm just putting that out there. It, 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 I I can actually answer that. Uh, uh, that was yeah. a, a big part of the the novel that she appeared in, the Leia book when she was younger. I don't care. I don't uh, explain it for the movie. I don't care no, what's no, in the book. I'm, I'm answering it. It was just who she was uh, as a character. It was she, her world was just like they were all like these were like you know kooky free spirits and stuff. And that's just how she expressed. Oh, herself. it'd be nice if I got a sense of this cookie uh, well, upbringing no, no, or something no, but, in the movie. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's the point of the, the of her appearance in the movie is she isn't like that. It's supposed to be a contrast because okay, we you know that if you know this or but if you don't know it, it's just oh that looks different to how she's portraying herself. So there's a contrast. So it's, it's supposed to be there's more to her than just giving these orders. But there's no need to be more to her because I mean, there's no time. No, no, no. That is bollocks. You saying there's no need to be more to her. If there's not more to her, you'd complain that there's no character there. There is no character there, though. But there is a character there. There is. She's a plot device and nothing more. Yeah, we're done. We're done. Let's move on. This is your fault. No, we're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done, Matt. Put your headphones back in, you dumb asshole. Come on. I can't get up and leave because then all my stuff behind me gets shown. We can't have that, so that's my new. I'm just gonna. Uh, no, we're done, Matt. We're done, Mr. Miracle. We're all Mr. Miracle. I'm sorry for even bringing it up, but I thought it was uh, part of you know. Uh. Don't don't bring up that movie when we're talking about this. This is this is like the opposite of quality of that movie. Come on, this is this is fantastic. All right, let's let's move on. You're, you're out to offend people. I, I, I mean, you want to move on to another book or we get more of Mr. Miracle to... You want to no, I, 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 I'm I done with Mr. Miracle. Okay. Like, this is uh, really you... straightforward. As far as the rest of the issues have gone where you can look into how they're structured, I mean, there, there's a little bit of things here or there, but again, it's that side-scrolling it's, yeah, it's completely type continuous. of fight until the end. Yeah. You know? I, I love the, the sequence of, you know, there's just the way all the events look. Like, you got the lasers one. That you know, it's all the the colors. You know, it's shifting yeah. between the greens, the blues, the purples, and then you've got the underwater one, which is just gorgeous. Oh, it's fantastic! And I, I think uh, the, I think what works about given this conversation entire issue is that the idea that this the, the very idea of having a child is like hope for the tomorrow. It's like you know, so it's important to them just in, in concept, but it's also important in the overall theme of like, oh, better is going to come out of this. Like, we, we're going to produce something better. Uh, yeah, yeah but it's also terrifying because now you're responsible for a living, breathing thing. Yeah, and uh, oh, sure. Just, just <laughs> the, the only other note on the art, I love the 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 white space. You know, when the the roof's coming down on them. Yeah, it's it the does, same it, when they're uh, when they're crawling in the the tunnels. There's black space around them as well. Yeah, yeah. it is. But I, I think it's more notable with the white because when the black space, there's still the nine panel grid separating it, whereas. The, because it's been white borders anyway, when it gets to that, it just looks like there's just more and more space. They, 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 mm. You lose the separation. Yeah. it's uh, fantastic. I, I do think I prefer the last issue by a smidge. By a smidge. Well, you would be wrong. No, no, I think, I think the emotional... I like, I like them both. 
I obviously I like him both. As I just him having to be contrary, he he can't hear me say something the opposite without him going, "Oh, well, you're wrong," and he has to turn it into a fight for this. He's basically every asshole on the internet where you have to pick A or B, and he's upset if you pick the other one that he doesn't. That's Connor in a nutshell. No, that's fine. You can pick between all the rest of your issues this week. I don't give a shit about those. <laughs> oh God! All right, let's move on. Uh, to Supergirl number 17, Jodie Hauser and Steve Orlando writing, Robson Roca on the art. Matt, what did you think of this issue? Yeah, I liked it. Uh, I like, uh, De- was it Decelia? I like her... Star Shame. Her origin. What's that? <laughs> Star Shame's our, our Star Shame, villain that's name. Her yeah, name. yeah I, I, I like that. I like how she's a dark Supergirl, for, for you know, lack of a better term. Mm. But, I, I've, you know, and, and the fact that the DEO is starting to lose control of these people because these are more troublemakers than what we've seen. Yeah, but she's also like mind con- or not mind controlled, but she's been conditioned to do what she's doing. Yeah. Uh, but she's obviously yeah. going off book, uh, and Supergirl kind of realizes this. Yeah. Um, so there's some fun fighting at the start with the ship, and you know, you get all that. Um, again, I'm loving the high school stuff and her concealing her identity, and there's those little moments with. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, with Eliza, where she she's like sto- you know putting more stuff in the fire, and she just uses her mm-hmm. hand to like put her hand in, like, in the furnace, yeah. and it's like, hey, do the neighbors could be looking. What yeah. are you doing, Kara? Use the use the thing. Uh, so yeah, I, I actually I I think the art suits Supergirl actually. Uh, yep. So I, I like that colors nice and bright and bold. Um, faces are very expressive. There's some plot seeds set up. You've got, you've got Chase working with a. Uh, with the scientist, Veritas, yeah, Veritas uh, she's trying to figure things out and what, what Bones is up to. Uh, Bones has got one more though, he's got one more uh, meta villain that he's not had to condition who we get at the end. Now I'm not going to say I know who this is because I have no idea. <laughs> Do you have any idea who this is Matt? Nope. No. It looks very much like Hela in Thor. Like just inverted. So mm. that's weird and, and maybe on purpose. I don't know. Um but the way that she says ruin and it's you know I don't know maybe there's a new version of ruin I'm not too sure but it says the evolutionist strikes so yeah maybe it's the evolutionist maybe that's her name uh, she's yeah. a little bit school dance because we have a and this is actually what I've been really liking this arc because I feel like the high school stuff's really kind of coming to its own popping yeah, because you've got her, you know, Ben kind of asked her to the dance, she turns her down, and then she's feeling kind of jealous about Belinda, even though she turned him down, it's like, and all, oh. all, all this internal struggle, it's very Peter Parker, and I'm kind of digging it uh, for Supergirl's yeah. kind of character. Uh, by the way, can I say, I think Ben looks quite good at the, the dance, he's, he's got this fancy suit and hat on. He's yeah, quite... he got a haircut, he's wearing yeah. a, a pork pie hat, it looks like, he's, he's or a fedora, whatever, yeah. I get my hats confused, but, it's the whole thing. he, he looks nice, um, the, probably my favorite moment though it doesn't have anything to do with with the high school I mean kind of the high school stuff but you find out that the the agent Ocampo that's at the school was constantly trying to pin Kara down uh, to, to guilt, get her report a guilt in there seeping in there's yeah because she found out that Supergirl saved her at one point and she doesn't really have anything against her but she's uh, just following orders issue 5 specifically yeah, and back in the G five. So I like that it's playing into that with the longer game, and we see like, well, the DEO since Bones has come over is definitely a worse place. He's using who's that guy? He looks like a Inhuman from from the other company. <laughs> That's definitely not an Inhuman. <laughs> I can tell you that. No, much. but he looks like oh man, what's his name? But he's the one that is it's Mokari, 
he's the one that's that's you know uh, what did you say, Pete? He's conditioning him there you go, to, huh? to do all this bad you know stuff and. So Bones is thinking that Makari has his own game mm-hmm. plan going, and but but you know it's it's, it's a solid issue. Uh, I really do like the art here, though. Robson Roca uh, is really starting to to settle in, I think, because yeah. that that scene I was talking about with Ocampo. There's just the way it ends, just a silhouette of her bent over, and you just feel the emotion there. Yeah, I I, I like the. The, the whole internal show, she's, you know, Kara doesn't want to be happy, so she's avoiding the dance, but Eliza kind of talks her into yeah. it. Uh, like, every, everyone's keep being, being kind of awkward, and they're intentionally being late with their articles for Kat about Supergirl being maybe yeah. bad for the city, because uh, they don't want to, like, you know, slur her name and all the rest of it. Like, yeah. there's some real questions. Like, it's really dealing with the idea of, like, can Kara have a life? Is Kara Danvers possible outside of Supergirl? That's really what this arc is getting at. Um, and the villains aren't making it easy because the villain here that we, we we're not sure who it is, but uh, I'm sure we'll find it next oh. issue. Uh, she shows up at the dance, and Kara's there in her dress, and she'll have to disappear. And it'll be really obvious that she's the one disappearing. So, yeah, you know. So uh, we end in this cliffhanger. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been digging this arc a lot. I, I think there've been very consistent issues, uh, and I think the mostly it's the characterization for Kara that I've been really liking and. The inner thought. I feel like the the, the, the dialogue, the voice, Kara's voice, I guess, is is really kind of yeah. starting to feel kind of confident and nailed. Uh, not the character's confident, admittedly. The character that's the point. No. Is the character's not confident at all. But uh, well, here's another thing. I just pulled up Mokari, and he's a new god. So oh shit! I, it's another yeah, another you know these new gods bleeding into the regular DCU. Um, but he also he's the one that. Uh, Help start up Cadmus uh, with apocalyptic technology. So, right, okay. wonder if that's gonna pop in. I can cool. see it, but the stuff the stuff you learn when you wiki things. I don't know. That's the beauty of the internet. Imagine being confused back in like the eighties with comics and you had no internet oh. to look anything up. <laughs> no, and that, that was the beauty of the comic store because you had the one guy. I'm sure in every store, like they did in, <laughs> yeah. in record stores, that knew everything. So you just go talk to him, and they were the the you know. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, back issues were an even bigger thing back then, so you'd go and hunt down issues. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. that was the fun. They'd tell you, like, oh, this happened in this issue, so you'd go hunting for that issue, and yeah. now you just go to Comixology and just <laughs> get it, or just wiki. Yeah. yeah, first. But if you want the issue, you can easily get it. Um, yeah, yeah no, I've been digging this out, no surprise. Uh, I've been digging it since it started, and uh, I think it's the strongest the book's been. So, uh, with a bit of luck, the new co-writer, when uh, Jody swaps out with uh, the next guy, yeah, uh, hopefully that'll that'll maintain quality, uh, or maybe be unique. Maybe, maybe like she's specific to this arc because she's like handling the sort of the teen girl stuff. Maybe the next arc will focus on something else, and that'll benefit the the new co-writer. And yeah, we'll see see how it goes there. Uh, but no, uh, so pretty cool stuff. Okay, that'll take us on to new Superman number nineteen. Uh, not Jean Lee Yang on this. This was a surprise no. to me when I looked at the uh, the front of the issue. Uh, in fact, I think you, yeah. even, you said to me first, actually, before I even got to it, uh, Mariko Tamaki wrote this issue uh, with Brent yeah. Peoples on art. Now, Tamaki, uh, I really like from the one thing I've read, which was uh, Supergirl being super uh, back mm-hmm. back at the start of 2017. She's doing, like, She-Hulk and stuff, I think, over at, over at Marvel, but... Um, yeah. Uh, no, so I like it a lot from that. So I was like, okay. I mean, it's a fill-in writer, but it's a good writer. So we'll see. It's a Laney Lan issue, uh, focusing on the writer. It's set after the first arc in New Superman. Yep. And um, but before we even talk about the issue, I just it made sense when I was like, okay, fill-in writer mixed because 
Lang thought 18 was the last issue and then he was told it was continuing. Yep. So it makes a lot of sense he took a bit of time to like, okay, what's the next arc's going to be and you know, what, what yep. we're doing with it. So it makes sense to give him a bit of time and uh, have a fill in here. So this is Lenny Lan uh, and we get a bit of her personal life. We learn that she's kind of estranged from her parents a little bit, especially her dad, who she's avoiding calling on his birthday because he lives in the US and yeah. she's avoiding calling. I'm kind of wondering why. Like, yeah. the mom's not like, just call your dad. She's like, I don't want anything to do with him. So you're like, oh, okay, well... Maybe he's just estranged, mm. you know, and and it's seeded out throughout. But you really get an idea of her character, I think, better than we have, because she's she's only really been a side character at best, uh, for for Keenan to make a fool of himself in front of, you know. Mm. Yeah, it develops her a little bit. It, it makes you give a sense of who she is, and then you find out why. Because at first you think, okay, she's just kind of being this, you know. Not brat, but like someone who's not really yeah. putting her parents first. But then you, later on, you find out why she's kind of dodging him, and it's that he's basically got a secret life in in America where he he's yeah. got a different wife with another kid, and she found out about it. He doesn't he doesn't know she knows, and she's got this dilemma of like you know do do I reveal this to my mother? And she's kept it a secret because she just can't bear to do it. And karma's kind of rolled round because she kind of she, she ends up getting saved again by Keenan in the middle of the issue she goes yep. she goes off to try and like sort of uh, get the story and she gets in trouble and Keenan saves her and she actually invites him and <laughs> Bakshi out to out for some ramen uh, yep. and they're they're eating and she's asking him questions and she's poking at his family life and she kind of mm-hmm. realises with his responses that she, he doesn't actually know that Dr. Omen's his mother but she does nope. she does know that and it's like oh do, do I reveal this like am I basically going to reveal his family secret for, hi- for him like, and it's just giving her this, this whole dilemma. And then there's some yeah. other stuff, how, like, her boss just wants her to write fluff pieces about technology and uh, apps and, you know, the best videos on the internet. Because yeah, that's what the young people are interested in. They don't care about hard news. Yeah. And she wants to be a, a legit reporter. Like, she wants to break this, you know, the Ministry of, uh, what's it called? Their Self- uh, so, self-reliance. There you go, that's it. You know, she wants to break this. That Someone sent her this information. That's how she figures out Dr. Omen is... Keenan's mom and you know and so I, I thought it did a really good job at her dilemma here and how conflicted she was of yeah the news should come first but who am I to break this to Keenan when I can't even break to my own mom about my dad so. yeah it, it sets her up a little bit differently from Lois as well because obviously before you just oh she's just the you know the answer to yeah. Lois in this book yeah. but it makes her feel a bit different personality wise uh, certainly her boss feels different, different to Perry because Perry's all about the hard news he doesn't want fluff pieces yeah. P- Perry's well he never fluff. even looks up at her he's yeah. constantly on the phone and you see that with the little sound effect tick 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 yeah so yeah. no it, it was like it's funny because that issue could have came at any point you could almost argue it would have been better I mean well it couldn't and, have been after the first start because we didn't know about no. his mum yet it only Dark works on, now because yeah. we know about the mum but uh, like yeah. It could have came at any time. It just it's, it's a nice place to fill it in, uh, but mainly yeah. it, just, it develops one of the side characters a little bit, which is and, nice. And I want to give Tamaki a lot of credit because I thought it was Yang, and mm. I got to the end and I saw it was Tamaki, and there was no change in how the characters are written. Each Keenan feels like Keenan, Baishi feels like Baishi, and I yeah, and Lainey feels like Lainey. And in fact, I feel like she's left better than yeah. When we, you know, first do her, so 
It's funny, actually, yeah, I, yeah. I wonder if she volunteered for this, like, she knew someone yeah. had to fill in, and she's like, hey, I'll do an issue on your man. Or I wonder if DC went, do we have any Asian writers other than yeah. Lang? Uh, I, I like. I don't like to be cynical and think that's what it was, I like to think that she... Well, especially since she's, she's like, not the, the same type of Asian, which I think is the, the... No, she's not. The, the point I want to make here is that she, you know, obviously Tamaki's yeah. a, a Japanese name, I think she's Japanese, if I'm wrong in that, she's, apologies, but yeah. it sounds Japanese. Pretty sure she's Japanese-American, yeah. so... Uh, but so that's been a little bit cynical. But uh, regardless, she did a good job, and I think you know if if she wants to be the the occasional villain, uh, not that I want her just to be a villain writer. I I would love if she gets an ongoing at DC. I think she would uh, do well with a, an ongoing yeah. character. Um, so yeah, we, we've seen what she did with Supergirl, and we really enjoyed that. Yeah, I mean, oh she, wow, she's she's actually Canadian. She's I feel like we've been over this though during being super, but she's probably. from Toronto, so. So yeah. Anyways, yeah. that just came up and surprised me. But yeah, her Supergirl was really well. Now her new Superman. Yeah, if if, uh, if she if she takes over Supergirl, maybe at some point would be cool. Or if they uh, give another uh, character a book, yeah, give give her yeah. give us give her a shot on them. That'd be cool. Uh, Even Batgirl, I'd like to see what she would do with Batgirl. Oh like, yeah, I, when, I like what, uh, when what Larson's is, doing. When Larson is done, uh, yeah. I, I would to like her. to see what she does with that angle because it's very similar. You look at uh, what she did here with the younger culture, and she seems to have a pretty good grasp on it. I'd like to see. Give her Wonder Woman. Or Wonder Woman? Why not? I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just thinking. Like, wait a minute. Wonder Woman needs a writer. If, <laughs> give, give if I'm Woman. the editor of the Wonder Woman section, I go, okay. Well, your first job is you have to get rid of Jason in an organic way. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, you, you can have up to four issues to do it, but by the end of that first arc, he needs to go. Yeah, she'd be great on there. So. Uh, the fact that she was speaking at the panels today, uh, yeah, DC and DC, I hope that means they've got like plans to keep her around on DC stuff for yeah. a while, and that she's got a close connection to the company. I hope that's I hope that's a sign of that. Uh, but hey, uh, so no, just uh, not, not a whole lot to talk about plot wise. Really, we kind of covered it all, but that yeah. was the, the gist of it. It was it was, it was a fun, solid uh, fill-in story. It didn't feel like it was like a waste. You know, because sometimes you get a fill-in and it's like, oh, that was kind of... I could have yeah. easily skipped that issue. And it you didn't could, feel like a fill-in, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? mean? You could skip the issue technically, and I'm sure you'd still be able to follow the next story mm-hmm. just fine. But, like, I, I think you're better off with the character overall. For, that's for Lainey if you've if you've read the issue. So uh, I think that's a yeah. good idea. Uh, let's mention that the, the little bit at the end that says, next time, says the Aquaman of North... Or was it South... No, North Korea. North Korea. Yeah. Um... So if we're going to talk about a closed-off country where the culture is completely different, <laughs> that's perfect, right? Like, if you're going to do an Asian culture Aquaman, much like they did Wonder Woman from, from Chinese mythology, this is great. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, obviously, we know we're, get, we're getting the uh, the core, the, the Green Lantern yeah. core soon as well. They teased that in the last issue, but... Uh, no, nah, it's exciting. New Superman is, you know, I've been seeing it for the last like six, seven months, but it's really become one of the more exciting books uh, over time. It's building its own little mythology within the DCU, which is cool. Uh, so, no, uh, that's great. So, uh, before we get to uh, Connor's Corner, I'll talk a little bit about Superwoman. Uh, technically, this is 18, uh, Kay Perkins writing and Max Rayner on art, but I'm going to just kind of talk about the last arc, kind of as a, as a whole, for the most part, because that's kind of what okay. I read this week. Uh, the arc is about a, a villain named Midnight, which is like a computer, like AI gone rogue kind of thing. Uh, and the big cliffhanger, uh, or the big sort of reveal that happens later on in the the book, is that it's actually something that came from Ultra Woman. Like 
it was the tech that Ultraman had that kind of went rogue, and it, its prime directive is to like, like do various things and deal with Superwoman and all the rest of it. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, it kind of is went kind of self-aware and wants to be free. That's kind of its goal is to become like separate from its goals and separate from Ultraman and and whatnot. Um, and that that's that's okay. I like, guess fine. Like uh, the plot works well. I think the where this ca- this book always kind of excelled was just Lana herself, her supporting cast of like Natasha, Tracy Thirteen, uh, Steel. You know th- those types of things. Um, I think the arc before this was generally better. You know the Smallville stuff and uh, all that. I think was uh, generally better. Um, Basically, to sum up, kind of the, I mean, the, the way it, it ends with her losing her powers. By the way, like she's, she's just Lana oh. at the end of the book, uh, which I... kind of sucks. I, I think the final issue is probably the weakest of the arc, unfortunately, mainly because I feel like they probably had, she probably had to rush the conclusion, wrap, wrap it up, yeah, yeah. which is just unfortunate. But it's just kind of how it is because it, it, it ends very abruptly, uh, and she's just like, okay, I, I'm going to rediscover who Lana Lang is, and you know, that's kind of the the end of the the whole thing. Um, and she's in a good place with Steel. She's in a good place with the other characters, so that's all fine. But like most of the final issue takes place, like she's sort of trapped inside the virtual head of this AI, and they're, they're, she's kind of like debating with this AI, and the AI kind of merges with her. It's a whole thing. It's again feels a bit rushed. It's it's kind of I, I think looking at the book as a whole though, and like just sort of because obviously it's one of the first cancellations of the, uh, the rebirth. I I, I kind of feel like. Obviously, we liked the first issue. We, we liked the fact that Lana was the, the, the lead character and that she was getting to do something on her own and it was it was great to see her get the limelight. It never really took off to the extent that we really wanted it to. Like the first arc got really kind of poor really quick uh, and then it got better with a new writer afterwards. Kay Perkins is definitely more consistently solid but it was never doing stuff that was like mind-blowing or this is a must-read book or anything like that. And as a result, it kind of just, you know, it's one of those books that kind of floundered. But they gave it 18 issues to give it a chance yeah. Uh, but ultimately it's like I like the concept I like the idea of Lana having her own book and it's a shame she doesn't have that anymore but I can't say that it's the, the biggest shame ever either that it's gone no I'm more ashamed Jane I'm more Dude. upset that she doesn't have her powers she's a great addition to the super family yeah you know so I mean oh, they, 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 could, they could set up I and mean, if they end up turning action into like a detective comic style book with the, the whole family maybe mm-hmm. she'll get them back and be on the team or something like that yeah. Um, Dang. But you know, it's 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 a thing. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. It, it, it was okay. It wasn't great. It didn't stand out to me, um, or yeah. anything like that. But it was it was fine. It's sort of thing where like I feel like it'll just sort of fade into memory, and no one will ever really remember this book all that much. Never had an impact. The, the, I just remember the first four issues. I will always just that twist at the end of the first issue. Yeah. Yeah. And all F- first issue was great. I don't think anything yeah. in the book ever lived up after that. No, I I think the writing got more consistent when Kay Perkins came on, but it never yeah. had that gut punch moment that that first issue. Well, had. I I liked that they had her dealing with her own anxiety. I liked how they tied that to her powers, and I almost wish that like she got to the place where she didn't need the powers, but they were still there, you know, because mm. she overcame whatever. But I guess that kind of overcuts with with Jessica over in Green Lanterns, but why do we have two? Two ladies dealing with anxiety, you know? I don't know. Yeah, That's I mean, she, she has, like, a reporter now. I say, like, throw it to Daily Planet and have her be in the uh, the, the lowest slain oh? Daily Planet book by Rucka that's uh, going to happen someday. Uh, you, so, 
Y- y'all <laughs> thought I did backflips when they announced Connor. The fact that Rucka <laughs> answered this question on his Tumblr about doing a Gotham Central style Daily Planet book. And here's the thing. When so, because obviously that's an obvious question to ask him. I honestly thought yeah. that was like, oh, that's a pretty cool idea. I never really thought about it. Maybe one day, you never know. But yeah. I was expecting a non-answer. Like I just thought, oh, that's a cool idea, but yeah. like whatever. No, no. He said, oh, I've been wanting to do that for a long time, and it's probably the closest it's ever been to happening. Uh, no time too soon, but I'm hoping it'll happen someday. Keep like, your eyes out. Yeah, it, yeah. it was like, no, I want to do that. That is a thing that is probably going to happen at some point. Like, yeah. So. So if that positions Lana to, to deal with Lois and they both work at the planet and oh my god, Rucka riding Lombard? Come on. Like I want it so bad, Matt. I yeah, want yeah. it. Yeah. You and me both. It's a shame about Superwoman, but hey, aging issues is a long time. Uh, most I mean, by the other company standards, that's a that's an elderly book. Like aging <laughs> issues. Yeah. You know, it's sad that sad. that's not even just sarcastic. It's not, it's accurate. No? It's weird though. Yeah. See, when you actually look at the books at Marvel, now it's weird because they all just renumbered, but when you go to just before they renumbered everything back to legacy numbering, and you see what the highest numbers were, like some of the books that were higher up were kind of weird. It was like Gwenpool was like one of the highest numbered books. Yeah, and I, I yeah. know for a fact, I think Star Wars was the highest number. Yeah. And yeah. that was at like, 40? that was, it's just got to like 40 now. Yeah. yeah. So when that was, that was in the you well, know, high, mid, mid to high 30s. Before the number changed, Mighty Thor had made it up to 24, and that was the highest they had allowed Aaron to get to since God of Thunder 25. And then it went to Thor, and that got like, I want to say 12 issues. No, it was eight. And eight. then eight in an annual, eight? wasn't it? Yeah, oh, it was only geez. eight. Yeah. It felt way more. And then and then this this run, that just got renumbered to 700. It's up to 703 now. So. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's so weird. I mean, eighteen's a perfectly good chance, um, but hey, I, I feel like when they change the right, I feel like Kay Perkins is doomed to be the person who comes on a book when it's probably going to be cancelled soon. She's she's the John McGinley, because you know, yeah, because they obviously she was she was on Supergirl in the New Fifty Two, and again made that a better book for the last arc, and then it got cancelled. It was like, oh, well, okay, uh-huh. <laughs> too too little, too late, isn't it? Yeah, pretty it's, much. It's, She's kind of good, but not a big enough name to draw in a new audience. Yeah, honestly, that first arc started strong, but it gets so, so bad by the time it finished that everyone just kind of abandoned it, and that's kind of that was a death nail. Yeah, yeah it so. was. And uh, I'm amazed it got to 18, honestly. Uh, like we keep saying, you know, from the other company, we'd never expect that. I didn't wouldn't expect that from DC either, really, I'll be honest. I mean... I'm that glad they was... did, though. I'm glad they gave it I, a bit I, of time. I know, they, they did. Yeah. But I'm surprised, because I'm shocked it lasted past 12. I really am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of Marvel books right now that get to a third trade, but there'll be three trades of Superwoman. That is... That's pretty thing. cool. It is. Yeah. So, there you go. I mean, I, the, the current Luke Cage series and Defender series aren't getting to a third trade, and they they both have TV shows <laughs> that have been recent. Like that's that's bizarre. Shouldn't be like it that. It is madness, yeah. But anyway, uh, so that's Superwoman eighteen. Uh, that's so all. Takes out of Connor's corner for the month. Of course, one of our patrons uh, pays for the exclusive right to make Connor read a book of his choosing, and the book that he's choosing and has been choosing since we started this this segment, since he started being a patron at that level, has been Red Hood, continuing where Connor left off after. Because Connor read to the end of the first arc, 
out of just some weird obligation and then no, no. you guys were like oh i said oh i was like oh, it'd, be, it'd be nice to see him as a team and you're like well now you have to read till the team and you listen to us so it's still on you <laughs> so... yeah yeah well i couldn't be asked with the shit that you were gonna give me it was easier uh... just to torch myself for 10 minutes a month i don't know if it was but well anyway so all right well let's torch yourself for five minutes yeah red hood <laughs> and the outlaws number 14 scott labdell right and joe bennett on the art and go on connor so uh starve new arc this is bizarro reborn look at that uh, they, were, they were topical i right, only 14 issues late but i go oh boy oh boy they ruined bizarro the one thing i liked <laughs> So Bizarro's a genius now. Like cool. th- this, this issue opens with uh, Jason and uh, Artemis on jetpacks, going, "Oh hey, Bizarro designed us jetpacks now and a teleporter device." So cool. he's like Beast from X Men. Is, is that what it's basically like? That? Yeah, yes, that's exactly what it's like. Now that you say it. Yeah, hmm. yeah. No, you're right. That's exactly it. He's got that exact same demeanor. But obviously, that it's not supposed to be because it's Bizarro. Um, but yeah, they're, they're off fighting uh, Pr- Professor Pig. Oh, I like Professor Pig. Okay. Yeah, um, a very strange meta joke. I think it's that didn't really land. You know, P- Pig's like, oh, you know, who even are you? And uh, you know, he's like, oh, you've never met Red Hood. And it's like in continuity, no. I'm like, ugh, ugh, really. Yeah, I mean, um... even Matt won't appreciate that continuity joke. Nope. Bob Dell doesn't tell jokes. He just throws stuff out there he thinks are funny, but nobody else does. In comics, I've seen him at least, do it in yeah. person. Oh, well, yeah. no, I've seen him do it in person, and that's where Greg Capullo threatened to choke him. It was great. Oh, Happy wow. Death Day was pretty good, so <laughs> I'll give him some credit. But yeah, it turns out um, Bizarro has created a big floating ship in the sky that's got their new bat cave. Not really a cave of his floating scabs. No, I, I know it's invisible. It's got like some refractive technology, more, so people can't see it. More of a bat zephyr, if I, if I Yeah, yeah. It's the size of a city block. And he go, and they go, and they went. When did you build this? And then he goes, Oh, this morning when you guys were out, I was, uh, you you were. I needed the time when you were weren't a distraction. Like, right. Okay. I would only accept that if the Flash was speaking. <laughs> he has super speed, right? Okay, sure. No. Okay, okay, fair enough. Okay, he has not super, not flash super speed, but he has super speed. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. But um, how did he yeah. pay for materials? It's a good question. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of material. It's a whole city block. You know? No, no. It, that's a very good question, and the technology is like insane. He has this big projection of himself that's looking over things when he's not in the room. Uh, you know, he's got like all these, you know, the, the typical Batcave stuff, a room full of Batmobiles, tanks, cars, bikes, you know, all the, all the, all the usual. Aye, because you want to drive those off the Zephyr when you're in the sky. Yes, yeah. And they keep pointing out how there's this one door, like, because all this is like, you know, it's super high tech looking, but there's an actual, just like an old wooden door in every room. And they're like, what, what the hell's that? And it's a doorway to everywhere. It's a, a quantum translocationalism, is what he calls it. And he opens it, and they're in the Batcave. And then they go through it again, and they're in the fortress. 
I don't know why Matt looks more depressed during these Red Hood segments than Connor does, but he does. No, no, no. I hate having to hear about it. Do you know what, the, the way the way they show it looks like? You know the way they treat the the Tower of Fate. Oh yeah, sure. yeah. It looks similar to that. Is the effect? Hmm. And Bizarro's just kind of just created this this morning. I feel like they appealed to me for a Red Hood Netlodge book. You know, assuming I like Red Hood. We'd be this scrappy little trinity who get into scrapes. So you know this little team. I feel like giving them all this power, like the Justice League with their own boom tube system, like with with these doors and all this high tech stuff. I feel like that's against the the, the idea of Red Hood and his team. Yeah, Not just so, me. So I read, I read no, I read enough of them in the New Fifty Two, uh, and so at first it was super rough because it was Jason and I didn't care, and they were doing stuff with Arsenal, but they got to this Starfire arc where they reconciled her origin and she ended up taking over a ship and they got access oh, I remember that, yeah. to Starfire's ship. So, like, that's where they got all this technology from and they weren't ever on this level with the Justice League. But, oh, my dogs are going nuts. Uh, I don't know if you guys can hear that, but they it's sense, very distracting. The sense Lobdell. Yeah, so, it, anyways, they... They had all access to her. So I understand that. But making Bizarro a genius, it goes against that scrappy ragtag, like Pete was saying. Yeah. When it was Starfire's ship, because she was, you know, Tamaranian royalty, and, you know, all the crew of the ship pledged, uh, pledged to her, that all made sense to her. And that was the same writer. So what I don't understand. Yeah. The, the one positive I can take out of this, because I, I haven't even got Dexter Soy on art. I mean, Ted t- Bennett's fine but you know it's nothing to actually like oh that's really nice to look it's, it's at. not rescuing the book maybe as much as it normally would it's it's not the one thing i have to to be glad about is this isn't lasting clearly but they actually made that clear at the end of the issue where bizarro sits down in front of his big giant green screen and uh he looks into it and there's another you know it, it's as there's another bizarro in there and it's not a reflection because uh he's in civvies it's I mean, the... I say he's in civvies. He's he's in shorts and a and a, and a top. Is it the mirror uh, universe? He's Bizarro? In a, he's he's in Crocs. It's it's weird. Bizarro is wearing Crocs. Oh God. Yeah. This this is the genius one. You'd think the genius one would avoid Crocs, but um, he he sits down. He looks into it, and it's it's still acting like a reflection. But this version is in the the Bizarro Superman suit, and. You know, it, it speaks back in Bizarro speak and says, uh, "It says, oh, you know this, I'm not forever, right?" And he, and he goes, "Yeah, I know." So it's like, okay, at least it's it's gonna be over and done within an arc, and we can get okay. back to maybe the Bizarro that I actually like. <laughs> maybe. Ugh, maybe. Joe, Joe would make me laugh so much as if we get to the issue right before he's gonna turn back into regular Bizarro, and then. David, the patron who makes you read Red Hood, changes his mind and makes you read something else, so you never actually no, get to Bizarro again. Do you know again. what the real problem is? <laughs> I feel like it, they're going to take this as an excuse to have some sort of character growth, or whatever Lobdell mm. decides counts Calls. as growth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it'll be like, whatever Bizarro we get back, won't be the same one that we had before, it'll be this different version that'll be still shit. Yeah, it'll be classic Bizarro, but he'll have had some progression, so he, like, he can do something he couldn't do before. Or something. Yeah, yeah, but they're gonna ruin it. I know. I know he is. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be opposed though if to do this kind of thing where he still speaks like Bizarro, he acts like Bizarro, but every so often, 
he'll just know an extremely hard answer to something. Like, he'll, he can do, like, quantum math really easily. John, I just, I just yeah. want to point out a, an error in the art here at the end. I said, oh, he's, you know, he's wearing a, a, a top and then he's got, uh, you know, and, and his shorts. Mm-hmm. In the panels before, he's got, like, a long, like, a, a jacket on. And um, he's, he's clearly got no top on underneath it. He's just got, you know, shirts and this jacket. And he's walking around his, his, his base. And, you know, fine. And his, his Crocs that are clearly green. And then he goes on, on the next page, the big full page one, where he, he has this reflection. He's clearly got a white shirt on underneath the, the thing. Some sort of little like tank top, maybe, or something underneath it. And then the Crocs are blue. Hmm. I, I, I don't know what's going on there. Some some I, discrepancies that that Bennett has to answer for. I was looking. I was picking my best cover while you were doing that. <laughs> Sorry, I've already got mine sorted. But, <laughs> but, but we we can move on from this shit now. <laughs> okay, that's. I will delete it from my mind until I go in about, you know, in a month's time, and I go, Pete, what issue of Red Hood am I on? Yeah, he always asks me, and it's like I, I, I assume you know for some reason. I feel like you I should. Don't know why. Keep track. I just, I just don't forget. Like that was fourteen, so you're on fifteen next. Remember fifteen for next month. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. Well, with that ringing endorsement for Red Hood and the Outlaws, that brings us to the end of the books and onto the final segment of the show, in which we pick our favourite panel slash moment from this week, our favourite cover, our favourite art, and of course our top five books of the week. So, we always start with best panel slash moment. I'm going to take the obvious one because there's nothing else beating this for me. It's the, the dark side moment from from Mr. Miracle. The horror, the absolute horror of him, you know, dark side does not do, and it's like dark side is. That moment, that final page. Yeah. It's pretty great. The, the feeling it, it, it gets from me, the, 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 the pure dread that fills the book after the happiest moment they've ever had. Fantastic. Love it. So that's my pick. Matt. So mine's from Tech. And it, I, I figured you would have picked this one. It was, it, it was a contender. It was a contender. Yeah, it, it's where Cass tells Clayface, none of the bad stuff he's saying about him is true. And she says, I don't care, hurt me. Yeah. And stands him down, and then it just it breaks him. I tell so. you, almost any other week, Matt, that'd have probably won. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm just surprised I didn't go with the Clayface Kaiju, because that's like my jam. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. That. I got to that, that point in tech, and I was just like, God damn it, they did it. I said this would break me, and it broke me. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, uh, I'm going with tech as well. Uh, I'm going with the, the other cast moment, just just her, you know, asking to, to make him better. That that one got to me. Uh, okay. No, uh, all yeah. good picks. I can't argue with any of these. Great moments this week. Uh, best cover, Connor. Wonder Woman. You know, I was actually picking between Wonder Woman and Supergirl. They were easily the two ones that were sticking out to me. But I, I actually, I, I haven't seen the Supergirl one, so uh, it's basically like a, like a carry moment where she's covered, except instead of blood, it's yeah. all green. Right, let me go and uh, have a quick glance. Uh, it stood out amongst the covers. It's been like a sort of, you know, prominent. Oh, image. okay, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm seeing it. It's pretty nice. Uh, uh, but I think I'm going to agree. Actually, and go with Wonder Woman. It's actually a really nice cover. I like how menacing this the Swan kind of shadow is with the wings coming round. Uh, so you know, give Wonder Woman some love uh, this week, Matt. Yeah, mine too is Wonder Woman. Oh, there you go. All right. Oh, uh, it stands out does. amongst the rest of them, like you were saying. So it does. It does. Uh, all right. So best art of the week. Uh, uh, Should sh- sh- we bother? <laughs> no. I just uh, let me look to see if Ethan even 
like potentially compares. Not re- the best aside from the obvious one is probably Wonder Woman actually with uh yeah. you know. No, uh, it, I, I, I was gonna be that guy and say, but then upon further glancing back over Miracle yeah. Man, Miracle Man, I just <laughs> at least once a week, Mister Miracle. Good lord. Yeah, uh, no, I, I got uh, Mr. Miracle a bit late this week because there was the, the comicsology screw-up. Yeah, it was a hiccup. So, yeah. to, 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 to be fair, though, it was fixed within, like, six, seven hours. Yeah, yeah, but like I that. got all my issues that morning to get to, to read on the bus. Ah, okay, and then didn't get that one. So, so, I, so I kind of... So I was reading all the rest of them, and I read Wonder Woman, and because Mr. Miracle was not there because I was reading all the others, I was like, yeah. This, this has a chance this week. Actually, can I tell a story about this? I think it's very funny. So, so if you don't know, on Comixology this week, it's real this kind of thing happens, but it, this week, the last two pages were missing from the Comixology version. So if you if you downloaded it in red, try to read it before whatever time on Wednesday, uh, two pages were missing. As soon as Comixology were aware of this, Tom King was aware of it as well on Twitter, uh, they took down the book, uh, people obviously the good thing about Comixology is they can just update books. You just get a little prompt to like sort of yeah. download an update. You know, just like a computer program, and it'll just like give you your last two pages slotted in. Uh, but when this happened, I mentioned we were talking about this on, uh, on Facebook, and Matt was being all snotty. He's like, "This is why I buy physical books, which are superior." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's never been a printing error, has yeah. there? Yeah, and I'm like, "Well, Matt, at least they can update this and fix it. If you if you get a printed yeah. printing error book, you, that's you screwed." Hey, but he was acting all snotty, and then like. Three, four hours later, he comes back online. You remember how I was being all, like, you know, pretentious about physical books? Yeah, my shop ran out of copies. I didn't get one. <laughs> no, they got shorted. So this happens from time to time. Okay. That's, that's because order. Diamond are the worst. They are the worst. And so, this will happen to every comic store every week. Yeah. And so it happens from time to time in my shop. Usually it doesn't affect me. Uh, but this time it did. And, yeah, so I had to check it down digitally. And... So I would have it in time. For me. This was the perfect time for it to happen to you, Matt. Just so that we could laugh. I, it. I, know. I wasn't going to say anything, but of course you couldn't let sleeping dogs lie. So. Oh, no, I was bringing yeah, that up. There's no way I was letting that go unsaid <laughs> on the show. No way. Uh, yeah. So that was pretty good. Uh, but yeah, so... Yeah, that was art. So the top five books of the week. So, Connor, you can go first. What's your top five? Uh, I'm, I'm only doing a top three because I only read five books. Okay. Uh, and then do like, all five no no because two of them don't deserve to be on here I don't, th- I, I don't oh, feel oh, sometimes I want to punch you <sighs> go on then uh, I know it's a I know, healthy but... resort to violence but it's uh, I, I just feel like a top five when I've got five is kind of just meaningless so uh, you know just, just a top three uh, Mr. Miracle obviously uh-huh. uh, Detective Comics mm-hmm. and then The Flash if you were ordering the other two though what would the order be I refuse to comment I'm not saying they're on the top list I'm just saying what one was better out of I mean Wonder Woman in action Wonder Woman was probably better because even though it had that Jason bollocks well there you go four and five Uh, Matt what's your top five of the week oh man I'm thinking top five ways to pummel Connor right now Oh, I, I do I do that daily, quite frankly. Yeah. I could use a bat. I could use a hammer. Ugh. But no. So number one is Mr. Miracle. Number two is New Superman. No, Tech. Number three is New Superman. Four is Supergirl. Five is Wonder Woman. Okay. Um, Mr. Miracle number one. Detective number two. 
very similar to Matt's, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'll put Supergirl... And you, you, you say it's similar to Matt's, so that point's the same as mine as well. Yeah, but I've heard the rest of his list, though, so I, <laughs> I know where I'm going. But uh, uh, Supergirl at number three, New Superman at number four, and then... Oh, no, wait, I've missed out Flash. Hold on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll do a second. Oh, So, so yeah, Mr. Miracle, Detective Comics, The Flash, Supergirl, New Superman. But credit credit to Wonder Woman, which was better this week. Like, I'll give it credit. Uh, well, yeah, sure. I mean, Jason. Lupacino art goes a long way yeah. for me. Jason so. parts suck, don't get me wrong, but like, yeah. I, I did kind of like this, this one stuff. So, uh, credit where credit is due. Uh, so there you go. That, that is uh, our picks this week, which leaves me to tell you what's coming next week uh, in the old DC Comics uh, onslaught. So next week we have Batman 39, which is the next part of the Super Friends with Jill uh, Jones, uh, Wonder Woman Batman story. Good fun stuff. Uh, Superman 39's out. Justice League 37's out. Green Lantern's 39. Nightwing 37. Aquaman 32. Batwoman 11. Super Sons 12, which is the finale to the Super Sons of Tomorrow crossover. Uh, we have issue one of Damage, so we'll be checking that out, obviously. Yeah. Uh, big issue one. Uh, the first book of the year, uh, The New Age of DC Heroes, aka Dark Matter, which was a much better title because it was quicker to say, but hey ho. Uh, also, next week, which we will not be covering, is Trinity number 17. Speak for yourself. This is a new writer, so I might check it because this James Robinson is, is on. Trinity. Oh, because because that, that that paid off on uh, on one of <laughs> Hey, hey, there's no Jason in this book. Yeah. It... No, no. <laughs> there no, could no, no, be. No. Wonder yeah, Woman's it, there. It, you you don't know who's not going to Jason. Yes, I do. I, <laughs> I, I, I I just know these things. Bullshit. Searcher on art. That's I like Zercher's cool. art. So. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's good. Cool. Um, oh, they're going to Skataris. Oh, Matt's being tempted. Look, look at him over there. <laughs> no, I'm not. I got, I got way too much to read. Plus, I'm trying to get caught up on all my other stuff. I'm I, I, okay, so. no, I, I, I concur. Uh, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to trying damage. Uh, we'll see how that is. Um, it is worth mentioning the week after that when Harley Quinn's out. I believe that's, that's, that's the... next week. You sure it's this next week? I'm, I'm looking at the right now. Yeah. It's out next week. But the last issue was this week. Was it? Yeah, yeah, it was. It's out next week anyway. That's weird. Okay, fair enough. There was two issues of Harley Quinn this week because you had the. Well, yeah, the... one was a one-shot thing though. Yeah, yeah, but by the same team. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's weird that they're back to back then. Maybe they'll just shift in what week it's on. But uh, okay, fair enough. So Harley Quinn's out, and it's the start of the new run by who was it again, Connor? Frank Thierry. Frank Thierry. Oh uh, wow. So, uh, Connor, I, I think is trying it. Art, which who I've enjoyed. I might try it. I'm not necessarily wanting a Harley Quinn ongoing to read, but I will maybe try it since it's a new team. I'll see how the rest of the reading goes and if I've, I've got time and room afterwards. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's just going to feel like exactly the same, but you know, the last run between that and the New 52 stuff, they had a good you know, 65, 70 issues, you know, so it's been I, pretty defining. I actually, I think what I'll do is I'll wait until Connor's read it and he can tell me if it's changed at all. Yeah, because it, it I will... might not have done. I don't. I don't know if they if they're going for a shift or if they're just kind of continuing the style. Because I hated the previous like issue that I read of it, <laughs> so uh, we'll see if it's changed. But uh, uh, so there you go. That, that's what's coming next week, uh, and we'll we'll be covering things. And cool. And uh, hopefully we'll have maybe some announcements uh, about Action Comics One Thousand and anything else big that's coming in April and you know the early solicit stuff. So I'm, I'm that just, I'm just looking at the previews. It's insane that Batman White Knight is on its fourth print in next week for the first yep, issue. Yeah, the first oh, issue. Bye. 
And uh, two and three are uh, getting the th- their third and second printings as well. Uh, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. Doing and Metal well. 1's only on its third, so that's... Wow. They probably printed more of that to begin with, though. True. Yeah. Uh, that's my logic. Anyway, so that, that brings an end to to the show. I feel like I had a lot of question I asked at the end last week that I said was going to be a new thing and I've forgotten what it was. You definitely did have something, but I don't know what it was. Yeah, me either. Oh, that's going to bug me now. What did I say was a new segment at the end where I asked you guys something? Ah, uh, what a shame. <laughs> kind of in that good a segment if you've forgotten it a week what, later. Was it what you were looking forward to most, maybe? I can't remember. No, no, no. We tried that like a year ago and, and it didn't land. Alright, that's fine. you got to try these things though and see, see, if, they, see if they work. But... Uh, I don't know. If anyone liked whatever the new thing was at the end of last week, tell me and I'll start doing it again. <laughs> but otherwise, no one will miss it, which is fine. Uh, so there you go. That, that is the end of episode 86 of Comics from the Multiverse. Let us know what you thought of this week's books and the comments and all that jazz. Uh, like, subscribe, the usual things. Rate us on the iTunes and your podcast app and everything else. Uh, if you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash There'll be a link in the description. Um... There's various perks specific to the comics podcast. Of course, me and Carl do a monthly episode. Uh, next week, we should be recording this month, which is going to be Batman Earth 1, Volume 1. Uh, we're going to be talking about that. So, boy. I, I think uh, it, it's just worth noting for the, the first time, we did hit our first goal on Patreon. So our next oh, yeah. goal is actually comic-related, I believe. It is. Uh, we hit $100, which uh, unlocked a movie news show, which me and Carl did for the first time this weekend. Uh, if we hit 250 uh, there'll be a monthly show with Tim, who does this, the horror movie podcast with me, uh, where he's a big Hellboy fan, and the idea is, is that uh, a couple of us will read Hellboy for the first time once a month, you know, one sort of, because they're, they're all like four issue trades, so once a month we'll read a four issue trade, and Tim will be with us, and he'll sort of like, take us through the, the Magnolaverse. Which, yeah. which currently the, the show is titled Comics from the Magnolaverse, which I think is a very nice cross-branding thing. But, uh, uh, yeah, so that, that's, that's a cool thing. Uh, I mean, we're always off of that now, obviously. We just hit the first goal. But, yeah. yeah. That's, that's but cool. but now, now that that's the next goal, I thought, yeah, now you can be aware of that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if, that, if that interests you. Um, of course. Uh, by all means, if, if you actually have ideas for future goals or future rewards on Patreon, there's no harm in shooting ideas our way. We might, we might look at it and go, no, that's never happening. But Yeah, especially if it's something that you'd go, oh, if you did this, uh, you know, I'd definitely you know, sign up. Let's know what it is, and we'll <laughs> yeah, see what it is. Yeah, sure. Um, I, I think just the idea of like, you know, we could have, to have all the ideas. So if someone has a cool idea, and we say, oh, you know, that one is actually really cool. That's something we could do for a goal, or that's something we could do for yeah. a reward. Um, I know one that eventually I do want to like throw in there uh, in the bigger sort of price section is like a like full on sponsorship where we'll read like a a little blurb for you in the middle of the episode. That'll be quite expensive though, because that's like full on like advertising yeah. almost, but. Uh, I have a few of those slots open for the different shows, but I mean, um, yeah, but you know, down the road sort of stuff. Uh, but yeah, so that's cool. So yeah, thanks to our patrons for because obviously a, a lot of the supporters of the comic show specifically uh, got us there because a lot a lot of people do sign up just because they're fans of this podcast, not because they care about any of the other stuff we do, which is the the movies and the TV. They just care about uh, multiverse, which is fine. That's cool. Uh, which yeah. is which is why we make sure there's goals and rewards mm-hmm. specific to. You'd say they're monitors. Yeah. We, we, we like you guys best. The anti-monitor is more like... <laughs> if, they're, if, no. if, if they're taking Connor's car and making him read Red Hood to the anti-monitor... That's, that's Dan. Hey, yeah. That's his name, right? No, yeah. David. David. <laughs> David, I nah. am confused. <laughs> David. 
That's why I didn't do a Matt's Corner, because people, yeah. He literally gets uh, a credit at the end of every video we put up right now. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, everyone who's watching this video knew that more than Matt did. Yeah, seriously, they see you do it at the end of every single episode. When your head's full of this much DC Universe minutia, all right, Let's, let's come in some slack. Minutia. Oh, Matt's getting posh. Yeah. Getting fancy with his yeah, wording. Yeah. I know big words-ish. Uh, English make me speak better good. Uh, yeah. So that that is a, that was a Buffy joke, by the way. They had television show, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You're bad. Hmm. Wasn't your bad. I'll be honest. I, I assumed it was Simpsons. I assumed that was like a, 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 a Ralph Wiggum joke. No, it was a Xander line from episode 8 of Buffy, which I did the commentary for on Patreon last week. Which is why it's fresh my, in my head. My favorite Ralph Wiggum is, I think I bit my Wookiee. <laughs> and he falls. What's a diorama? Oh, man. I love Ralph Wiggum. I've not watched the episode of Simpsons in like 12. Maybe even more than that at this point. Uh, I think I want my bed. What's that? I saw it on like season twenty seven or something stupid like that. Yeah, yeah. I've been watching Simpsons in like five, six years. Season too many. Season two. I I remember going out of town with a friend. We went to Magic Mountain and we come back and there it's on in syndication and it's an episode I've never seen and it was from ten years prior. So that was how much Simpsons there's sounds about right. Yeah, and that was that was about two thousand and twelve. So it, and I just it's weird it. that I know for a fact there's more Simpsons that I haven't watched than yeah. there is that I have watched, and I feel like I saw a lot. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Even if you watch for ten years, there's now almost triple that. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah, yeah. it's insanity. Like although I... when every Simpsons ever was going on that marathon, it was good just to pop in for a couple hours and then leave. Yeah. Do you know what? But I feel like any good TV show is the sort of thing you might want to go back and rewatch. You know, binge watch it someday. Imagine actually being a big, a big enough fan of The Simpsons that you want to rewatch the entire thing. Yeah, I'm alright. Like, You'd yeah. be a very brave man. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I like picking my spots, going back and after I watched Cape Fear, I needed to wash that off of myself just because that was a grimy movie. So I watched the The Simpsons episode that parodies it. So it was like one of my all time favorite jokes with Homer and Bart with the Hey Bart, want to see my new chainsaw and hockey mask? Like, uh, and it was great just to be able to go find that, watch it. Yeah, you remember these episodes better than I do. I feel like there's very little yeah. actual references I could be making. Oh, man. I'll, I'll have to post that up to you so you can laugh at that scene because it's, it's 25 years old. It's it's literally older than Connor. <laughs> and it still lands. Hey, Simps- Simpsons is ancient. Uh, it is? I, I, I am still youthful-ish. Ish. <laughs> Youthful where it counts. Yep. All right, let's wrap this thing up. I got, I got to go up. And we we are wrapped up. Stuff. I did all the outro stuff. I've literally done everything but say goodbye because somehow we went on a census tangent. <laughs> oh, well, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Ma- Matt's the one who's like, hey, let's wrap this up. Like, Matt, you're the one who's been talking about The Simpsons for the last five minutes. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're done. Uh, so, that, that is us. So, th- thank you, everyone. Uh, we love you loads. Keep reading comics. And always remember to never get lost in the Speed Force. Connor Kent.